Hello listeners and welcome to episode 7 of the Roll Better Podcast. It's Matt Doran here, I'm with... Barry Gingell, John Parrish, and sadly an absence of a fourth voice, um, as Dan can't make it tonight because he's it's feeling not, a little bit under the weather. not very well, and there's yeah. snow. <clears throat> There is snow, yeah. It's a bit, it was a bit of a bit of a hairy last few minutes of getting getting around the back roads to Barry's house. There was definitely sideways a little bit. So I guess with Matt back, there's bonkers energy level increases, but analysis and tactics goes out the window. More noise, less intelligence. Boom! That should be our new strap line. I need that on a shirt. <laughs> um, we've got quite quite a few things to um, to discuss actually. Um, there's a, f- a couple of bits of sort of news and some yeah some some important things to discuss but before we start getting distracted with you know what what's supposed to be our actual content what's everyone <laughs> been up to hobby wise i shouldn't click on i shouldn't click while we're recording you you know no one's gonna hear me uh, it spiked like a mother flipper did. um well since last we recorded john and i went to the horus heresy weekender yeah slash necromunder weekender had a lovely time good fun got taught how to play necromunder <laughs> by the guys that made necromunder and then they taught us it wrong Several rules wrong. GW, man. I know. <laughs> they also got mad at me when I insisted that 24 inches was 24 inches. They rolled their eyes at me and were very unhappy that I was at the table. I'm not sure I it understand was li- you. It was literally the first move of the game. I was like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. We'll teach you how to play Necromunda. And we're like, oh, thank you very much. That's lovely. lovely. First move. Side moves like this. Right, I'm going to shoot my autogun. 24 inches. I went, well, you're not in. And I went, yeah, he's in. And I went, give me the uh, tape measure. <laughs> Measured it, and it was like 24 and a half inches. I went, well, he's out. And they all looked at each other, rolled their eyes, looked at me, and I thought, well, I, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> so I had to... Pre- I, oh, no, it's fine. He can have it. And I normally, as you know, I would ramble on a yeah, no, ages, no, but absolutely. I just let him have it. But I'm afraid it was that loose, slack play which has infected their rule books. There we go. It happened with a flamer template as well. I just rolled a four on a four up. And it was fine. I mean, they removed templates from 40k, but they've added them back into Necromunda right. to get. And well, the, the idea was to get rid of these arguments. We then carried on into the night with probably the most outstanding game of 30k that they've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah. We, we literally took over the room, got absolutely hammered, and it was Barry conducting the team professionally, me <laughs> throwing models into the middle of the table whilst slamming drinks back with Sai. It was great fun. It was good because we we got out for a curry that night. It was great. And we come back. Well, no. So next to the curry house was a... I believe it was a spa. Yep. And they had a special offer on JD and Coke cans. Oh, crikey. Yeah, so it all went a bit bonkers. <laughs> and, it, and it got to the point where the people in the hotel were like not caring that you were bringing your own drinks anymore to the point where they were giving you glasses. Yeah. yeah. You know when you try and like hide it when you're walking in with a blue offie bag for, yeah. uh, into a posh hotel? They didn't give a fuck. No. They gave us the pint glass. We were like, do you want some ice with that? We had a really fun 30k game and I'd like to think we entertained the room. Yep, we bought a certain ambiance. Yes. An ambiance. Well, no, 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 mate, come on. Poor people create an atmosphere. <laughs> it's rich people have an ambiance. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're at the fucking Horus Heresy weekend you see the prices of those models. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But what was interesting was we happened to... John was actually wearing his Roll Better t-shirt on the Friday. Nice. And he happened to mention that we like playing Yumble. I can't remember how he got onto it. And then one of the guys from the Specialist Games said, when he used to work at a games workshop, I forget which, he alleges that he taught Rich and Jamie how to play 40k in the games workshop. Uh, Jamie Perkins? Yeah, yeah. I believe. And yeah. then he was saying how he used to play Yumble, but he's not really into it anymore because it's just all the same game and stuff. And then we almost got into like a mini... 
What? Like an like an like a Steamforge versus. It was kind of it was kind of like open up the shirt a little bit more, make sure that it's quite known it was, that it's a Guildball podcast. Yeah. It was weird, and I was like, I remember where you are, remember where you are. So I just everyone, we all just kind of went, great, show me those rad rules again. Yeah, and we're like, oh, let's get great. off this subject. It's going to cause a, 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 an account, yeah, an accounting. But we, but we did have a lovely game, and it was fun. It was an amazing weekend. It was good fun. It was hilarious, and so I won a golden demon. Yeah, so yes. I got a golden demon. I. Did not get something finished as I had promised I would. So now I've got to enter next year and I've got to enter Warhammer Fest and he's made me yeah. buy a ticket. Yeah, he has made you do that. I bought a ticket as well, actually. Yeah. He, he won first place for his Vorag squad. squad. So in the squadron category, yeah, his Vorag squad. Gorgeous. And he got a pin for his Medusa <laughs> yeah. with. So, not Medusa, the Bombard with mold lines. Yeah, which was like, yeah, it was lovely. And they went, can I have some feedback? But yeah, sure, you've left these big hulking mold lines on it. No trophy <laughs> for you. And he was like, wait, what? Oh. <laughs> wow. And then he was just like, okay, fine. Yeah. I'll just have one. I think if anyone wants to look up, uh, I think he's Secret Forty K Geek on Twitter because he's doing Dan's blacksmiths at the moment. Instagram as well. Yeah, he's he's all, he's he's all check him out. So hopefully there'll be some juicy, really nice uh, blacksmith picks going up on this. He's soon. gonna put them up once he's finished. But I've seen Sweet. some sneaks of them and they look fantastic. Mm. Well, I painted one blacksmith. Yeah, you put your picture up recently. Yeah, got a furnace painted, which I'm probably. Not going to actually use, but that's not the point. I might use him one day. I think furnace should should be used occasionally. Furnace is pretty great. Not mine in my cup of tea, but we'll get to that later. Your yeah, other we'll... hobby, what other models you've been painting that I really like? Is that the god tier? Yeah. Oh, I've been painting up Shale and Gollum. Yes. Um, but I keep doing that thing where they're fine, and then I try something, ruin it, and start again. Because well, that's me. I've stripped Shale three times though. Because that is very you. Yeah. Um, my hobby, I finally got round to well. The room is now in a state where I can paint, which is good. I started a goalpost. Yeah. yeah. That's, purple one. That's pretty much it. It's nice. But now, I said to Sai as well that I am going to paint something for March, so I will get some Guildball stuff done. Cool. I'm on the lookout now for a, a resin engineers team so I can play mm. with models that aren't chipped to shit. Yeah. Well, you did paint Locus in about three hours, which was quite cool. Oh, yeah. You did, did you hear about this? Less than that. On, no, sa- on Saturday, obviously... Oh, not my- your Locust from back in the day? Yeah, well, my Locust was sprayed black. Right. But I wanted to play Locust for the Masters. Right. But in the open, I was like, oh, it doesn't really matter. I'm just going to play Pinvite and they're just going to have a laugh. La, 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 la. After the Saturday, we finished early because there was only 10 people on the Saturday. I was like, yeah. well, fine, fuck it. I'll paint Locust. So I painted Locust in half an hour and then I, end- I played him the next day <laughs> right. in near enough all the games. Well, I won't-, I won't ask how it went because I'm interested for Masters chat a bit later. But Matt, have you done any hobby? Um, I painted uh, 500, no, 350? 350 points of Urukai for um, uh, Sam's um, Lord of the Rings event. Right. Uh, Urukai Scout Force, that was fun. We got them done. In I, sp- I painted most of them in the space for about a week, so it was pretty frantic, but they look all right. Got some nice basing stuff for them now, nice fallen leaves type oh, deal. Oh, cool. Because they're supposed to be like around the Arm and Hen type. Uh, that's supposed to be that lot for, for Arm and Hen. Um, uh, I painted Alloy in what I thought I'd decided was going to be my blacksmith's scheme. I painted him up and he was looking good and then I finished him and just gone, I don't, I don't like the scheme anymore. Oh. Paint-wise, the, the paint job, it's not it's nowhere near finished. It's about like 70% done. So it's not finished. He looks fine, but I just don't like the combination now. Mm, I, bought the, I bought those, um, what do you call it? Uh, scale 75, the gist paints, the metal paints. Yeah. Um, so I bought um, the silver set and the gold set. 
And I've now decided I want to do purple and bronze as my scheme. So I don't have the bronze set, so I'm just going to be using um, GW paints. Mm. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. But I, I've got the scheme in my head now, and I think it will look good. But cool. It's annoying to have got quite far through Alloy and now gone. Yeah, I don't problem. like that. The problem I've got is I really like what I've done with Furnace. Mm. So I tried to do it on half, <clears throat> and I can't. Very different model. Yeah, I'm. it's just... I've just forgotten the colour. Like, it's bonkers. I should have written, like, a recipe list, and I didn't. Yeah, I'm nowhere near that level where I actually think every stage I'm going, right, what oh. colours am I mixing and all that? Yeah, shit? I mean, that's because yeah, I'm nowhere near any form of level I did think of it. But it just sort of happened. I thought, oh, it'll be fine. I know what I'm doing. It'll be fine. Oh, I can't remember it at all. <laughs> and then I found a Dark Reaper grey. I thought, oh, I think I used a bit of that over the top of the Tamiya. So I think, oh, maybe I'll try a bit of that. And then I go over the fire, and then it's like, oh, well, I've got to do that bit again. And, yeah. uh... But anyway. you got to think about that far too much. Just spray all one. I got asked by one of the hobby chats of the ninth age group. I mean, I posted up the goalpost. They're like, oh, what paints did you use? And I realised that <laughs> I was just... Wet ones. No, no, I realised that. So I bought some extra of the metal Vallejo ones mm-hmm. um, while we were at Element Games over the Masters. So I started using them for a bit of the pre-shader thing. Mm-hmm. And then for the purple that I laid over the top, I realised I'd randomly used the purple that I've got in a bottle with no label. How so? I think, I think it's a four-drawled one. She's telling you to prob- a secret purple. Probably, maybe. So when they were like, oh, what purple did you use? I'm like, unbranded bottle three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly have no idea. When it runs out, I'm fucked. <laughs> um, cool. Well, Matthew, what is next on our agenda? Well, you mentioned it earlier and you said you wanted to talk about it later, but I, I mean, the plan was, I thought, I would think to sort of cover this at the same time as we talk about the Horizon okay. weekend, which is the Masters weekend. Okay. That um, Dan, John, and I went to. Uh, we took the Friday off. Uh, John um, had a job interview. Yeah, I had work. I had work-related things. Yeah. On the Friday. Yeah, um, so we I think we head off about like midday, one o'clock, something like that. Yeah, you got to mine for twelve. Yeah, and then we drove up. We drove up. We went to we went via Warhammer World. So we stopped at Warhammer World. Um, said hello to Sam and a couple of other people who were there before the Hobbit GT, which was this weekend. Yeah, I, I, when you when when I saw you'd gone to Warhammer World, I was like, damn you! I want a mixed grill and a giant like. I that's exactly what this man had. Mixed grill. But he doesn't like gammon, so he didn't need the gammon. No, I tried it. Mm. They cooked it bad. I like gammon, Oh, fair enough. But when it's nice. I'll take that back. I'll I'm looking forward to when Steve, Steamforged have their own cafe slash oh, restaurant. Yes. I want, like, Ballista's Mixed Grill. Yeah. Shark Surf and Turf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. You can have that, Steamforged. <laughs> That's another one. I yeah. mean, surely it'd be a Butcher's Mixed Grill. It'd be like an Ox's Mixed Grill. Or something like that. I think it's a podcast well, itself. I, I hear what you're saying. Bear with me. There are so many moving parts to a mixed grill. But let's just skewer. Please don't interrupt. Um, <laughs> there are so many mixed moving parts on a mixed grill yeah. that the precision and timing requires engineering, and I'm sticking with that. You ready? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> but I'll let you have butcher's steak and butcher's like jam. A rack. a rack of ribs. Yeah. Like, it'll be, it'll be good. They can have that. Right. Make roll better's menu coming forward soon. <laughs> so once you'd uh, been to Warhammer World, you went... Made some, yeah, we had some food. Yeah. We had some food, spent some money, and then went up to Steamforged and... Right. Uh, not Steamforged, Element Games. Game games. Uh, St- Stockport is what I meant. Uh, and met a friend of the show, Dominic Westerland. Oh, or yeah. Westy, as he's now called. I've decided yeah. he's going to be Westy from now on. Does he know this? Did yeah, you... he does. Right. He says he calls his brother Westy, so he's all right with it, but I'm calling him oh, That could be Westy. confusing. Well, I, I don't think we'll be calling him Westy in front of his brother. You never know. You never know if we meet his brother. Is there his we go. brother a big Gilball fan? I don't know. Don't know. Don't know who his brother is. Apart is from related to Dom. I know. He's, he's Westy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You know Westy. Yeah. yeah. 
Ken, you know Ken. Um, so yeah, we met, met up with him, and uh, what, did we, we didn't play any games on the Friday. We, well, we, played, oh, we didn't right. play any Steam. Oh, we, we play, did. We didn't play any Guild Ball. We played something better. So, what? Wait, hold, hold the phone. That Different. Was, that's fucking bold. Different. No, I mean, not, not saying better. Not, Don't, not please like that. Okay. <laughs> So, so, no, no, so being intimate with me, Barry. So no, what happened? We came, we went into Element Games. We all decided we were going to buy ourselves some drinks. Yeah. And then on the counter, they've got some games you can play, uh, like boxes of stuff they're selling. Try and gotcha. buy, try and buy, basically. And I got really and, excited. And there was a game that was on the side that looked like stacks of VHS cassettes. Uh, they're more like Betamax tapes, but whatever. I thought they were meant to be like Atari Two Six Hundred games. Oh, maybe they are. Whatever. Box of fucking boxes, right? So, so yeah. there's a box of boxes that are on the side at the bar, and we're like, oh. That, Matt loses his shit. He's like, that's the game I want to play. Like, oh, I've been looking for it for ages. Rah, 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 rah. And we're like, and she's like, there you go. Go oh, and yeah. play. Oh, that's and cool. And we were like, we were like, oh, okay. So we go and sit down. And as we go and sit down, the, the, I can't remember the girl's name from Element. Emily. Emily. She comes down and she was like, oh, you're, uh, you're not playing on the Star Wars uh, X-Wing mats. Here you go. Puts on a star setting. We're like, Guess this is three quite cool. Yeah. Laser Riders. I'd never heard of it before. He had. I was really excited. It's basically Tron Light Cycles, uh, the game. Triggered. I know. So there are four different ones. There are, um, let me get this right, Laser Shark. Uh, oh, like, is, this, is this characters in the game? There are yeah. four different. There are four different. I can't and remember. what's I it know. called again? Laser, Laser Riders. Riders. Laser Riders. Laser with a Z, obviously. For reasons. And Riders might have a Z at the end. I it did have a Z. <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't, it should. It's yep. aggressively 80s in its appearance. It's fantastic. Right up my stride. And it's basically, you kind of, as you move, you, you use like X-Wing style templates to move, but you leave the template on the table. So you run out of different oh, turns so as it goes. you smash into the... If you hit someone else's trail, you're fucked. You spin off. And there are these little... End of line. Little hexes, these nexus, nexuses, I think they're called, that are on the table and you have to go over them to Wait, score them. is plural of nexuses nexuses? Yeah. Or was it nexo? Uh, or nexuses... Well, look it up, Macy's. Either way, I don't know. So we we had three, two or three games of this Laser Riders, yeah. and it was brilliant. Oh, cool! Dom ended up well. Matt and Dom ended up hunting the store for about twenty five minutes, getting all the staff involved <laughs> looking for a copy, <laughs> until in the end, Emily, when she'd finished, just walked through and she goes, "Oh, here it is." And I basically shunted John. Plucked out one box that she knew where it was. No other fucking knew where it was. We had all the staff looking. Matt was looking. Don was looking. Dan was looking. I was looking at Miss Models. And then <laughs> she was just like, "Oh, here it is." They had their mini fight over it, and Matt was the gent and let Don buy it. Because what actually oh, that, happened is when how I sporting of you, but kind I, of. But when she went, when she found it, I basically shunted Dom out of the way, ran out, ran over to it, and then turned my back and put up a fist, and put a fist up to face Dom. She's like, "I will fight you for this game." But then I thought, you know, new friend of the show, you know, we're away for a weekend. I've got to share a room with him for two days. Don't want to be sore at me, so I'll just, you know. Sure. I mean, I can't play it now, so I'm a little sore. But... It's okay. I'm going to order a copy. Okay, it is good. I'll order one too. It's good fun. Are there any expansions? Are just that one? No, box it's just for four. Now? It's, you, it's it's really small. It's a little a little thing. It's the cool. sort of game that I could imagine you making up your own rules for. <coughs> cool. It's that basic that it was amazing when they bought it. But it was an amazing idea, and it can only be built on. Oh, cool. I mean, we wanted to start the inaugural LRGT. Yeah. Laser Riders Grand Tournament. We nearly, we so we nearly the date on the Saturday, which was the last chance qualifier for the Masters. Uh, we very nearly, after it all finished, set up the stream camera at Element, and we're going to stream games of it. <laughs> we wanted to stream to be the first people to do the LRGT because it's worth, it, it, it is worthy. It was the, the Matt Doherty Invitational. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. It's got a good name, good ring to it. So that's Friday night. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, Saturday was the Open. 
Yeah. Um, Not the, yeah, the qualifying. Well, I mean, this actually ties in quite well with one of the questions we were asked. So I think it's probably time to tie in. It was Dan Harwood's question regarding how was the Redmond Invitational and how do you think of Masters events affect the community? What are your views on rankings and how new players should approach them? I think it ties in well with how the Open functioned because the Open actually had people from the Invitational playing to make up the numbers. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm someone that thinks that the Masters should have a place. I believe that rankings make for a more competitive and fun game. But for some reason, and the weekend shows, that the community may not see eye to eye with me. There was a lot of people that attended another tournament. Um, and I'm sure they've got other reasons for doing it. But I think the Masters could still be run in a setting that is, is, is fun and incorporates it. I don't know if everyone else feels that way. I definitely see that there was some hostility online about it. But I just think we're outside of the that that little group, really. Yeah, I, I, think, I didn't yeah. know anything about this, mm-hmm. and it's all, it's all. I mean, I love this game. Too, don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, it's toy soldiers. So I don't, I don't really understand. As I understand it, there's some sort of dispute over the 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 whole ranking system thing. There's a bit of hostility, or not hostility, a bit of sort of annoyance with Longshanks as a system, maybe, and the fact. I that mean, it is bonkers, but. I like it. It's a bit of fun. I, mean, I think it's try- it's trying as best as it can to represent um, actual player skill, mm. as opposed to you know have you just grind- grinded yeah. more games. Yeah, exactly. It's it, it you know it, I think it's doing fine. I I'm not maybe at the level of the game where I care. Yeah, that I much think about that's it. our problem. We're not that way. In- if you were like hyper competitive and you're like I want to be number one. <laughs> then I guess yeah. that's going to be a factor, but it, John's our most competitive. It's player. hard, because when when it changed over from uh, Black Orifice, wherever it was, where mm. I was somewhere, up, I can't remember, but Longshanks then came in, and I was in like the top 15 or whatever. It was based on... So, I actually had a good chat with the guy that made it. Mm. He's based it off of the baseball ranking systems that the American colleges have. And so, that assumes that everyone within that league plays everyone twice. So therefore, if someone has a rusty weekend, it doesn't mean that they shoot their ranking down. It just means that... Sorry, I'm still laughing at rusty weekend as a term. <laughs> Keep going. I love a rusty <laughs> weekend. It, so it's, it's me. meant to be that like your negatives aren't as impactful as um, as they are in some other uh, some other games. So where like, a loss is a loss and boom, it's a loss. Your losses could be against very good opponents, therefore they are worthy. You, if you beat a really good opponent, your strength goes up even more because mm. you beat someone that was harder to beat and all that. Yeah. It makes sense, but it's very challenging to kind of like enforce that with the amount of tournaments that we have in comparison to places around the world. And then how do you have all of the people around the world being triggered on the same tournament? Because it's very unlikely that I'm going to play Alex Box twice in a year. But it's highly likely that I'm going to come up against, I don't know, the guys that we see all the time, Ed Churchman, Charlie Culver. I'm likely to play them at tournaments that I go Mm. to because they're in my area. Um, There isn't a fair way to tabletop tournaments. Mm. There's no way to to do the rankings. I think a mix between Black Orifice and Longshanks would have been lovely, but it's impractical and isn't going to happen. The way that that baseball one works is it's already in place. It's really easy for him to do. Not really easy, I'm sure it takes a lot of work. But, bet, yeah. but, but in terms of transferring it over, if he has a system to base it off, he doesn't have to build one himself. Yeah. Mm. But rankings just makes, I think, for a more community atmosphere, a bit more of a competitive edge, and without it being the clicks of where you are. Well, I think it's more relevant for someone like you, who's actually a good player and has a chance of doing well in the rankings. For someone like me, I really enjoy it. And when Dyson and I 
were flicking back and forth between like he was one above me, I was one above him, and we weren't playing any games. I was having a lot of fun with that. Yeah. But I was still down at silly o'clock. So I really like it because I I guess I don't have a dog in the fight. Yeah. I I can understand where, say say for example, you just take the top 50 and all of a sudden you say the Masters Cut-Off is going to be 16. You've then got the not not top 16 being, inverted commas, grumpy about it. There needs to be like a defined cut-off or, as other people in the suggestion online, qualifications for the Masters. Then if you are doing qualifications for the Masters, you're then deterring away from qualifications for the Worlds, qualifications for British Nationals. There's lots of other, inverted commas, qualifiers you're going to need to do. And the country probably doesn't need it, but the way that everyone took on this weekend, I thought was unfair because it should have just been seen as a bit of fun. That was my take on it. I thought that people were like, no, I I honestly think that there were some people that were in that top 16 that didn't go out of protest, personally. Like a boycott. Yeah, I, I think that some people did. But that's their choice. I'll let them boycott it. But, so, I had a great weekend. Forgive so. me, yeah, we don't have a lot forgive of me. I don't. So, are people boycotting it because they don't like the Longshank system? I think it's a mixture of both. I think one, they don't like the Longshank system, and I don't. I think there's a couple of people that personally don't feel that it represents the Masters, the way right. that the way that they're doing it. I, I don't think. I think that's probably true, but it's still just toy soldiers. The way that it ended up yeah. it was, but it's, for me, it was it was another event, and uh, well, in this case, it was an event with a lot with a few more sort of highly ranked people than, than there necessarily would be at any event just around the UK. Um, but I don't know, we've been to some events which are quite high... Yeah, yeah no, I'm not I saying mean, that, but the idea was you, this was if, supposed to be just the high-ranked mm. people. If you took it as a comparison, the, the tournament that happened at the same time, the Heroic Throwdown, if yeah. you, I think it was. Number three. The people, the calibre of player that played at the Heroic Throwdown, all of the players at the top were invited to the Masters. They didn't go to the Masters. Mm. Whether that be due to travel journey, whether that be to uh, opinions of their own or choices of their own, that they wanted to attend that one instead. Mm. You can't force someone to go somewhere. No, so no, I, I completely understand man. it, but it's it would be a shame if someone else has jumped on the bandwagon because someone else has said something. Like, have your own opinion and stick by it, fine, but don't do it because the crowd's doing it because then you're just a sheep. I mean, Ultimately, that's my take on it. I wouldn't. I wasn't going to throw down and go, oh, because the other top three guys aren't going, I'm not going. I already signed up to it ages ago. I'd feel bad if I'd let down Ben. Because we'd already had conversations with him at SteamCon saying that how we were looking forward to going to the Masters, how we were looking forward to qualifying. I was only one. Uh, I was seventeenth when he announced the Masters, so I was really looking forward to that one drop. And when I saw like thirty drops, I was disappointed for him. I felt bad. It must be gutting to show that it would have been interesting to know how many drops he had last year that dropped out that were because of other reasons compared to this year. We had about 30, 40 people and ended up basically making it an open V two just because of like, the way that it worked. I felt sorry for the guy, and the event that he ran was really good, really fun. The templates that he gave out on the open were really cool, and yeah. I just really enjoyed the event. It's a, it's another weekend away. Um, the heroic throwdown would have been easier for me to get to. It was two hours closer yeah, to was home. It Coventry, that one. Yeah, it was two hours closer yeah. to home. But we'd already signed up for the Masters, and I felt bad cancelling on someone. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Ben is like a, a pillar of the community, right? Well, he was the. The guy that yeah, ran the back orifice. And back to Longshank, is it, is it Luke? I couldn't I couldn't find the fella's name, but I know that I've spoken to him before, but he's, it's a shame. I mean, he puts a lot of work in, and I thank him for that. Yeah. it's. Just, I mean, if people don't like it, that's cool, you, you know, by all means. Yeah. But I think it's the best system we've got, so let's run with it. Exactly. Just to throw in Dan's two cents, I think Dan was of the opinion that Longshanks is a better system than... Black Orifice as for what it's trying to do to reflect actual player skill rather than the ability to say just 
grind well, games to, to, to improve and rank it. I'm I, just, I, from what I try, may have that wrong down, I'm really sorry if I've misquoted you. Trying to play like other game systems that I've played in the past, the way that rankings have been done, no one's ever used anything like Longshanks or anything like that. If there are other games, then I'm just not educated in those because I've not played them. Sure. But all of the ones that are, inverted commas, nationals, regionals, the masters, the invitationals, they've all come from either average tournament points over the year, which was very similar to what Black Orifice was, and other ones were you had to win qualifiers for it. Gilball, again, we've discussed it on, I think, nearly every episode where we say the community is a very odd bunch, but it's a great one. It, it's probably one of the most friendly communities we find, but when they've got an opinion on something, they don't mind shouting about it. Like, yeah, and at the moment, cool. at the moment, it's about pricing structures and now and now long shanks, which fine, we'll have that flavour of this week. But yeah. yeah, I think I guess if if I was a top player and people were above me that I thought I was better than, I guess I'd be upset about it. So yeah, that's fair if that's if that's the issue. I mean. Looking at the top 50, there's all of the guys that are in there. I like having the banter against that you've got to try and play them. I like going to a tournament and the fir- and the people that are there, you know them by name because you've seen them there before. It's not like it's a massive community where you see a name and go, who the fuck is that guy? Everyone's going to know everyone. So you turn up to a tournament and I like shouting out, go, oh, Greg, I'm playing Greg Day this time. And me and you, it's going to be another game where we have, like, and it's going to be another close game. I don't mind having that. Like, mm. Okay, fine, you could get the hardship where you get drawn up against someone that hasn't played 10 games yet, gets really put off by their first tournament because they don't enjoy the tournament scene, doesn't play any rank- tournament ranks anymore, ends up tanking your ranking because you're against someone that um, their their well, MOV value or whatever I know is. I've had games against yeah. guys like that. So that like th- those are negative effects of rankings. That's why uh, Black Orifice, when they had the taking your top uh, scores, for example, and then having an average of it was slightly better because... You should be able to, for example, take out the anomalies that do occur, where your your ranking shouldn't be affected by the guy that was playing in the tournament because it was his local club and he was supporting his club. When we had the punt, for example, we had guys that probably played at the cabbage punt but wouldn't travel far for tournaments because it's not in them. Yeah. But anyone that played against them is then going to harm, well, inverted commas, harm their ranking because they're not going to play in tournaments again. Yeah. So you, yeah, sure, you've got that to consider. But I personally think it should be taken more as a fun, enjoyable. Everyone can see where each other is. Everyone's playing for the right reasons. It's not going to turn around. You're never going to like. It's not going to be the. No, no one's ever going to turn around and be like, if you're the top of Longshanks by the end of the year, you're going to get cash prize, cash money. Yeah. Like if that was the stake, then I would be so much more inclined for the Longshanks to be a better system or get them to start backing him. But bless the poor guy. His advert saying that the, he needs community support for it to carry on going. It's a guy doing it as a community. It's not someone that's making money out of it or mm, like something absolutely. like that. So. More power to him. Yeah. Mm. That's so, my two pieces. Anyway. I mean, we've, we were answering um, Dan's question. I mean, Dan, he's a really good player as well. So maybe, I mean, he's going to have more of a interest in this than someone like, you know, me. So I, next time I see him, well, I'll, I'll see if I can talk to him about it. But yeah, I don't know. But, um, so we answered that question. But moving back on to the day, if we could. Yeah. What actually happened games-wise? Because I don't know anything. So the Open was an interesting one. I got paired against Dan first game, which is always fun. Pairing against someone that you've driven four and a half hours with <laughs> to go against. Yeah. And I lost against Dan playing his Masons. I think Dan played an amazing weekend with a team. Well, that, this is Daniel Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Our Dan. Um, played an amazing weekend with a team that he hasn't had as much practice on as he has with other teams. And like I say, he was the only person that I lost against all weekend. And he played a stonker of a game against me. Mm. 
played honour into me both times and the linked activations absolutely screwed me over. He played and the same six all weekend and did very well with it. Yeah. And you were playing Pinvice. I played Pinvice all weekend apart from I played Ballista against Ben. Jason Mount has asked why you played Pinvice. Yeah, let's answer Jason's question. But, and I, and I want to know. Cause quite legitimately because you basically played the same six for two years. And, and <laughs> yeah. this weekend you played almost exclusively a completely different six. And, and you've said like quite a lot. Like I don't even know why Pinvice is in the team. No, no, he can. So, um, I'm going to uh, cut off John a little bit here. He's complained about how Pinvice isn't as good as Ballista, how Locus is shit, and how. Uh, who was it else that you used? Well, no, you don't actually know. Colossus, that's different. Oh, sorry, not Colossus, Compound, that's different. You, just don't, yeah. you didn't used to use him as much. But, you, this, that weekend, you were playing a lot of Locus. Did you play him every game? I'm trying to think if it is. I think so. It was oh, damn near. No, uh, you didn't play him against me. Obviously, I didn't play him on the Saturday. So he wasn't painted. Yeah, that's but, fine. so uh, what on was the, the Sunday. Pin Were you trying something out, or did you genuinely have well, a plan? I felt that at the club and other games previously, the games I've lost with Ballista are due to me getting out uh, people out footballing me. With the odd exception, actually, of Jason at the uh, team tournament. Yes. Where he took Gutter into Knockdown Colossus and tore me apart. Beyblade. Like, yeah, he played. He played it perfectly. Other than that, I think the only games I've lost to are big football games. Right. And so, big football games, I'm now taking Pinvice Velocity. I'm taking two five O models with close control, and I will literally pass the ball in between them. Well, you know and my thoughts on this. I'm, I'm yeah. pleased for you, because I love that lineup. If someone then turns around and plays um, someone that I'm worried about, pass the ball to Velocity, put Nimble up and stand in cover, you're going to have minus one dice against me hitting on sixes, and I've, just in case you do spike... Do it again. <laughs> like that's what I've been enjoying. Pinvice just seems to be able to get stuff done for me that Ballista potentially hasn't got the movement to do. And with the setup of basically a, a mini walking cage and the way that I feel the meta has gone, with Fish being highly played in the meta even though they weren't at the weekend, and another worry was Thresher was still prominent and about. I think Locus is big against Thresher, which is one of the main reasons I took him. Mm. I feel that Pinvice also. <laughs> punishes Thresher for bad roles, whereas he goes, if, for example, Thresher plays into my Ballista, he knocks Ballista down and does whatever he wants, dishing out whatever he wants, wherever he wants. Mm. Um, Thresher struggles against a 5-0 that's in cover, if that's what he's going to try and go for. Cobhurl was there for the counter charges. Um, it was just, it was a different team, because I think the way the game is being played at the moment is changing. Mm. I mean, I love a goalie anyway, but it does, yeah. did you feel then, both of you, that, there was more football being played than you're used to this weekend. No, I didn't. But I, I was I was bottom tables most of the time, so it's kind of it's different. Um, I no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't Not say so much. So. I think it was. I say the reason I did it wasn't uh, definitive of what happened at the weekend. Just because I took that team doesn't mean that I was playing it because I thought there was gonna. I thought there was gonna be football teams. Sorry, but there wasn't. There were still the fighty teams, but. After committing to Pinvice and playing it, I said to myself on the Saturday, I'm going to play all the games of Pinvice because I'd had Ballista practice on the Wednesday at the club. And I was like, well, I've played Ballista enough that I'm pretty confident with him now. I'm going to play Pinvice a couple of times, make sure I just do it on the Saturday. So against Dan, first of all, I dropped Pinvice. He knew I was going to play Pinvice. Yeah. And then, I can't remember who I played on the next game. I played John Layford, I think it's Layford, union player that I played at Steamcon. Oh, yeah. Um, he played Vet Rage, and I think one of the reasons I did win was because of the five O and yeah. the six O uh, velocity. Like it works. I'm also enjoying 
oddly, even though, even though to my disgust playing an engineer's thing without Ratchet, because <laughs> I think he is like the most efficient tool the engineers have, and I can't believe I played so many games without him this weekend. But Nimbling Hoist, as already discussed, yeah. is insane. Um, true repping the uh, relocation shot. No, tri- well, Burrow was one thing in itself. Destructive impulse. Destructive impulse and locust. Being able to effectively push someone four inches where I want them to be mm. is pretty naughty. Because then, if, I, if I'm if i able to make that cage around someone with locust knocking someone down, being crowded out by a velocity... I was using, basically the whole weekend, I was using velocity as my ball carrier and a crowd out. Right. Locus would get someone down, Velocity would stand round near it, Mother might stand round near it, and then Pinvice would just deletion and opened up with five attacks. Just kill someone. And then needing to uh needing to score with well, sorry, scoring was easier with Pinvice. With course. for example a pass to Pinvice alternator sprint. Yeah. It was a lot easier than it was with Ballista. And just I mean that's where the mentality came from. Cool. Well I mean in our blacksmith's training games you've been playing Pinvice. Yeah. It's cool because you know I I love a bit of football, so um, I'm trying to love it. I'm, I need to. I'm I'm, I'm on Smiths now. I'm going to be getting <clears throat> reps with the Smiths. Yeah, trying to go more ham on the football. Um, it's worth mentioning on the uh, for the Open that um, I don't know if we're going to go into detail about uh, into you know every game. I don't think we are, but uh, that Dom won it on yeah. Saturday. Westy, friend yeah. of the show, friend of the show, Dom White Westland. He beat Dan in the final. Yeah, he did. So he was on Thresher. I don't think he did. Did Dan games. miss a four die tapping for the win? No, no, no it was that against was Jason Fox. Fox ah. on day two on the on the Masters Invitational itself. Yeah. yeah, he went. He he weirdly he'd forgotten that he was only a point off winning and went for a four die shot. It wasn't a tapping. It was a four die goal with um, Harmony against. Uh, I think he was engaging Tater and could have been engaging the Donkey instead because they were both next to each other. So Harmony took on his stats and razzed it at Tater, hit him, and then I think was going to bounce off and take the shot, and it was four dice and two, 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 one, yeah, uh, or whatever it was. But after that, Dan realised he only, he'd only needed to kill the donkey because he was on eleven. Mm. So I think then he threw—I don't know who he threw at the threw at the donkey. Decimate, decimate, killed the donkey. Dos yeah. decimate finished uh, off Buckwheat. Yeah. Um, so if, yeah, don't, let's not talk about like every game, but were there? No. Specific games you want to mention, or specific activations that you were like, "Damn, that was good." My, my well, the two games I played against Dan <coughs> were phenomenal games, and I, it was possibly the most competitive game I think me and Dan have had. But on the flip side, of that, it was really fun. It was really solid. So you weren't you. Uh, <laughs> I'll let him answer that one. But it was really, really good fun. But my favourite game of the weekend was against friend of the show Dom. Right. Our game uh, on day two. So in our game, he played Thresher. And it was an experience. It was my second game against Thresher. Whatever. Yeah. I played wow. at the last chance qualifier at SteamCon. Game two, where I won. And that was with Ballista. I decided to take Pinvice into him and literally played Pinvice, Compound, Locus, Velocity and Hoist and Mother. And I set up with Velocity, Nimbled, in cover with the ball. Pinvice, in cover. Locus, just behind Pinvice. Compound in charge range. So if he basically, if he engaged any of those three, compound would get the counter charge. And if he was engaged, I basically made it so it was very, very challenging for him to engage anything that wasn't the six zero in cover or the five zero in cover. He decided to take the five zero in cover, which allowed me to charge him with compound. And I basically pushed Thresher to exactly where I wanted him to be. 
Um, Thresher then twatted compound, killed compound, poisoned my whole team at the wow. top of turn two. Wow. So I was 2-0 down. The whole team had taken three damage. They were all poisoned. I was in a bad way. But it allowed me to hoist, push, dodge, push, dodge Thresher to exactly where I wanted it to be, further out of Millstone than he wanted to be. Locust then worked its way around, and I kind of built up the cage. He tried to save the cage by overextending... Um, what's the annoying counter charge on? Tater. Tater. Tater then came in. I, mean, I basically made it so I killed Thresher. He then ended up running away with Tater, trying to salvage it. And the game revolved around it being two all until there was about nine minutes left on the clock from me. He destroyed me on time on this one. And he was about 20 minutes when I was at nine. Oh, John. I then managed to get the ball out to velocity and score. So I went 6-2 up or something like that. And then he realised the time and decided to run everyone directly back to his back corner. Good plan. So I had to start playing catch-up. But I played the time really well and was just able to do... I wasn't allocating influence to players that didn't need influence and I was just snap activating and not worrying about getting over... like um, Not worrying about actually activating and doing things with all their influence. If I knew that wasn't going to achieve anything and it was going to be dodgy things, I was just literally just moving stuff forward. There was none of... Mm. There was none of anything. Ended up running over to him. The game ended with... I think I killed... The, I think I ended up killing the chicken twice, but... What, how the game ended was hoist true repping disruptive impulse sprinting pushing someone off the board locust sprinting disruptive impulse pushing someone else <laughs> off the board they were that close to the corner that I was able to push them off the board <laughs> we'd run that far away that he was on the edge of the board yeah and I, I, I think I ended up pushing people off with two minutes left and it was literally if you can imagine the game back left corner him in a mini semicircle thresher at the front farmer's last stand come at me bro and all of the engineers in the biggest rabble you've ever seen just sprinting at him, full sprints, one influence each. Sprints, I'm going to charge you next turn. Sprints, I'm going to charge you next turn. And that's how it ended. <laughs> With me pushing people off the board. I bet you were in a panic mode. Game face was on. <laughs> and then I ended up losing to Dan in the next game, which was the cut-off for if there would have been a fourth round because I was the pair down. Yeah, right. Which was good fun again. But so The, the, the Thresher experience was easily my most fun game of the weekend. And me and Don both said afterwards it was an amazing game. It was really, really close. It was really, really fun. Um, and we had very good Thresher talk after that, which I'm sure we'll come on to later because I've seen on the Facebook group people's questions about Thresher. Okay. So I'll disclose my thoughts on that in a bit. So, Matt, you didn't have great games, am I right? No. Well, I, I kind of just went up for, for some fun games and, you know, just to, just to play some Guild Ball. Um, I'm not in any way of the caliber of player that will be playing in the in the Masters Invitational, but I thought I'll go to the Open, play a few games, and then if they need extra people just to pack up the numbers, I can go. I can play in the Invitational. I'll be like I'm, I, I describe myself at the start of, at the start of the first day as I'm basically the buy. Right. I am the buy round. Um, so yeah, I, I basically lost um, the balance of my games. So I, I think I went for three, yeah, two for two for one or one for two rather, um, both days. Uh, but I wasn't too fast. I still had some some fun games. There's only there was like one or two games where I felt I was let down either by a couple of bad rolls in just the wrong place or um, it was one that my, my so uh, day one I played against Dom with his special team and uh, lost twelve eight uh, just trying to get so I was playing butchers just trying to get goals I was kind of just like I think that's what you should do yeah I thought about trying to just fight Thresher and it could have worked maybe but I, it was easier actually scoring around him um, but the, the second day. Uh, just, I thought for a bit of a laugh. I've been playing Ox all weekend. I thought I'm, I'm going to play Fillet and try and 
full on, full ham football. He's going three yeah. and zero with butchers, and then his kickoff put the ball. Uh, John and Dan, sorry, it was the single best kickoff any of us have ever seen. I, I have ever seen while playing Gilball. When we are talking about janky kicks, it could have. Not have been close. He couldn't have rolled a dice different and been closer to the edge of the board and the halfway line at Brilliant. the same time. It was, yeah, it was literally millimeters from the halfway line and millimeters from the right hand edge of the board. Fillet was on my far left wing, even with uh, quick foot and a sprint. She was an inch and a half away from being able to pick up the ball. So she Where was, was what? Yeah, another two and a half inches to the ball itself. It was ridiculous. Uh, maybe that's to do with my placement, but it, like, it was such a perfect yeah. kick. But you're um, off Butchers now and on to Smiths, right? Well, I wanted to get on to Smiths anyway. The only reason I played the Butchers this weekend is because I had them painted. Yes. My next tournament, I don't think it's till... We were looking at that one in pool at the, on the 8th of April. Oh, because you're not coming to Jumpers 4, are you? You can't come. No, I've got a friend's birthday on that week, uh, on that day, so I can't mm. make it, sadly. Um, so I think I'm going to get try and get my Blacksmiths painted for early April, and then we can just... I'm going to be going ham on the uh, Blacksmiths games. Cool, man. But no, it's but, still, still have a good weekend. So what was the top three at the end of the day? Day one, uh, so Saturday, Dom first, Dan second, me third. Mm -hmm. Dan got best sport. He tied with myself and I think it was a Dale, the guy who was playing Brewers. Yes. Yeah. So we all we all we all tied on best sport and then they just won. Fucking vote. It was just well, that's because you're a bastard. No, I Um, played you guys (laughs) twice. Then it was just a. How have you got sportsman's award if you're calling him rude words? Because I'm lovely to my opponents, just not this cunt. Um, <laughs> and then we just it was just a roll off for who gets the best sport. Well, so Dan, Dan won best sport. So I, what about I played, I played him on day one? I didn't vote for him for best sport. Just saying. <laughs> what about Masters? Oh, yeah, you played. Uh, what was the top three for that? So the top was David Cameron. Oh, well done, David. Was it him and then Henry? Then it was Henry K. I yeah. presume David was playing his morts. Playing his morts. Yes, well done, David. Henry K was second, and Dan, Dan was, third, was third, and I was fourth. You were fourth. Always the bridesmaid. Oh, cool. Well, well done, chaps. Um, I would have liked to go, but reasons. Yeah, it's cool. Which one political? <laughs> no, no, there was no. There's no political subtext. Just busy. Don't feel like it was a master's. Thing. Don't. Yeah. Let's not make it a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, I'm gonna try and go next year if there is a next. Yeah. If you qualify, you don't have oh. to worry about masters now. We've got to start thinking of his vengeance. Oh, okay, fine. The big one. This okay, we'll worry about that. Um, cool. So, what is next, Matthew? Uh, next up on the agenda, Barry. Glad you asked. Is uh, I thought we could talk about the Ratcatcher stream. I, I tried to sneaky watch m- the majority of it at work. Um, so my watching wasn't as good as yours, Mister. I've taken notes on everything. I basically at four o'clock on uh, on the day just went right. I'm not working for the next hour. I'm just going to watch the stream. <laughs> so Chad and I sat there in the front room, put the stream on. Um, then there were the sound issues where no one could hear anything, and then you know a couple of minutes later it was working, and it was it was Jamie Perkins versus Jamie Giblin, as I'm sure a lot of people have watched it. And uh, Perkins was playing the Rat Catchers, the full six-man PVC box, so no bones or no vet graves, against uh, Jamie Giblin playing Union, and I think he was blocking Vet Rage, Strong Box, Gutter, Decimate, Grace, and Benediction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was a, it was a pretty interesting game. After, I think after initially saying like it could be a really intense game, you know, with with the timer, Jamie Perkins kind of forgot about the clock. And I guess you know playing the Rat Catchers, they're still a new team, and even if they have been playing them a lot to test them and everything, so his his clock management went, kind of went out the window quite early on. Yeah, uh, but I, you know, it's, it's a fun stream game. It's not a freaking tournament game. It was a really really cool game. It was really cool getting to see the players we've not seen much of at the moment. 
So as as you said, John, I took um, I was furiously scribbling notes throughout the whole thing because Piper, uh, Miasma, and Squeak are the three players we haven't seen the cards for yet. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about. And I was able. Well, I think most of this might be up in people's blog posts and stuff. But I think I've got a couple of bits I've noticed people other people hadn't noticed. I was gonna say I think the stuff that you've got up here is what a majority of the stuff you've seen online. Yeah. But I think the bits to do for us today is really talk about the stuff that you saw on stream that you feel was pushed what you really like the look of and what you're looking forward to playing. I'm really looking forward to playing this team. Same. Because I think it's just going to be a really interesting one for me to actually play. Although, I, depending on how Harriet looks, I might carry on playing Engineers because I, really I, re- I, I had a really good time. So, what what did you see out of these three that you really liked? I mean, it, just Piper. I liked a lot of other stuff as well, but Piper overall is nuts. The the, the strength of Reverie is huge. I know it. I know you can block it. You know you just have to. Whoever has the ball, you go over and engage, and then suddenly he can't make someone just run off and score. But the point is, I think you've got the 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 turn one strength of it. But later in the game, you can do a lot with it as well because something we noticed and we've discussed outside of this is it's. It's a sprint. It's it's they described it on the the, uh, the um, stream as a sprint and a kick or, or a shot. Sorry, it's not a kick because you can't pass with it. It's a sprint and a shot for three influence, and then yeah, you pick someone within. I can't remember how far it was. Uh, I don't think it. Yeah. I don't think I, I. I got the range. Well, his kick six. So I'm going to say it's a six inch range. Yeah, okay, it's a six inch range to pick someone. But what it says, it says it's a sprint and a shot. Now. John and I wondered, well, John initially wondered, does that mean you can't take the sprint if you can't take the shot? Yeah. It didn't look like it did because I think Jamie used it at least once to just reposition Skulk with the ball. That's huge. You can you can now use this to bait other people into positions they don't want to be in. You can you can have someone out on the wing, people start going out there after them, and then you just go, right, get out of there. Well, it's a cheaper puppet master, and it's a sprint, not a jog. Yeah. It's It's big. For, for, so for the repositioning thing, it, it's big in itself. The thing that I see that it makes it massive is with a team that cares so much about positioning uh, in itself. So for example, Pillage, a model that en- that ends its activation, engaging Pillage takes three. I was wor- I, I, I was wondering how they were working it out of when Pillage's dilemma occurs and when her engagement thing occurs and everything like that. And you can move people now that are currently suffering the condition disease without spreading the disease. So you can move them outside of... There's just there's just so much more to consider than just moving a player. Moving a player is a massive thing for yeah. it. But moving a player that has a disease condition away from where you're worried about the disease being. Or moving Pillage to engage someone that is knocked down. So this, this was my mindset of it. Picking up Pillage, moving it to engage someone that's already knocked down by uh, Rattlist, and then saying, cool, I'm now engaging you, you're knocked down, you have no momentum, say, on your turn, do you stand up? Yeah. Because if you stand up, you're engaging me, you take three damage because you're ending your activation engaging Pillage. I was liking it with those ideas, like crossing it over with the rest of the stuff the Ratcatchers have. I mean, you give that, um, you give that ability to anyone else. Give it to the alchemist. It's another. It's another sprint for vitriol. You give it to. You give it to like the engineers. You can then move someone else. It's really cool. You don't have the secondary effect that the rat catchers have, in yeah. my opinion. With it, like, no, it's, 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 it's going to be. It's going to be. Re, it's going to be really, really cool. And that's, I think that's why. Very interesting, that's yeah. why I like it because you're going to be able to reposition your disease. You're going to be able to reposition this. 
the stuff that I picked up from the stream that I thought was amazing was my asthma gives out poison. I was really or bleed, or bleed. But um, I was really worried for the rat catchers that they had this really cool disease condition, and the only thing they were going to be able to spread was disease and they knockdown. Now, <laughs> like, now I, I was like, I was like, no, this could be so good. Pillars condition they don't give out is flaming. Yeah, they can invert commas, give out snare and all this stuff, but. All the, that's that's on someone else's decision. Can I ask? We don't know on the notes. Forgive me, but is it target other friendly model for what? For reverie, or can he do two sprints? Ah, uh, that's a good point. I didn't catch the specific wording. Because they probably wouldn't have said the specific. I quite like wording. an eighteen-inch run. <laughs> it's probably target other. I think so. It makes sense it'd be target other because yeah. the whole point, just going like fluff-wise. He's the Pied Piper and he's moving shit around. Yeah, It's exactly. other people he's affecting, right? But that, I just call that. Run nine, three influence. I'm running another nine. With the ball by. I'm next to the goal. With the ball, taking a shot. Yay, go Piper. Yeah, that'd be bonkers. Um, His aura is going to be a lot of fun early in the turn as well. So if you you pay two, for anyone who didn't catch it, his aura for two um, influence or uh, GB <coughs> off his playbook is it's a 16 draw. When the enemy spends any momentum, you get a momentum. So they might yeah. they might spend two to counter attack both um, counter attack and uh, defensive stars. You still only get one off that. But the point is, it's a six inch bubble. That's huge. Mm. And being able to go first with six, paying two to put up that aura, jogging up to someone, hitting them. If they declare the counter attack and you take a momentous double push on two, and you get the momentum back in addition to that momentum for them declaring the counter attack, and you push them too, and then going right, I've got two momentum now. You using my last three, run off and score. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's it's stupid. a lot of moving parts. I think it's going to take a lot of getting used to. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see how it functions together. I think mm. it's going to be absolutely insane. Um, I really like the idea of so Piper on turn one buying them and buying it is going to sound really cool. But can you imagine that turn where you're setting it up that you're going to kill someone at the top of turn two because your big beaty guy has knocked someone down, and then Piper declares the charge, hits the momentous like do you know what I mean hits the momentous like Pied Piper or whatever it is that hey, they were saying I, I know he's got GB on 4 I don't know if it's momentous or not oh, I can't remember. I'd hope so if it's on 4 would be nice mm, I was thinking him doing basically the reverse what you do to people with Tapper yeah I'm going to charge him and commanding aura off the charge like boom like, and then wrapping into something wrapping else into, it's, the dream is hitting the commanding aura momentous knockdown yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's that sort of thing. Hitting the guy that's knocked down with it later on and then all of a sudden hitting it off the playbook. <laughs> it just becomes massive, starts to get silly, and I can't wait for it. It's going to be hilarious. And also, the dilemmas, I can't wait. Well, yeah, I, didn't, up your street. I didn't get what Piper's dilemma was. We know Pelage, obviously, her dilemma is if you if she finishes and you're within two inches of her, pick three damage or snared, and everyone within that bubble takes that. Um, Piper, we know, has a dilemma. It was mentioned that he has a dilemma, but we don't know what it does. Um, Miasma's dilemma is her um, one of her character plays, which is called uh, erupting spores or erupting sores. I didn't quite catch which one it was. Um, that's uh, it's either pay two or it's the GB, which is non momentous on two and or momentous on four. Um, it's a two inch pulse. Enemy models suffer two damage and either bleed or poison the opponent chooses. That's her. That's her dilemma. Uh, which is a pretty, which is a pretty good one. Yeah. And her other um, character play was was Radicalism, which is the AOE everyone saw. Great naming. I'm loving. I'm loving the fantastic names on all of the uh, yeah, the last good. few teams. Uh, Radicalism two uh, to be bite for two. She's a two four influence, so you can buy two of these. 
Six inch range, AOE, three damage other disease condition condition. It's not OPT. So you can throw two of those out. But the the thing I liked about her, which I saw, is her helping out um, Scourge. So I think her and Scourge will, will hang around quite a lot. A, she's got a two-inch melee. She doesn't look like she has a two-inch melee, but from what I heard, she might have initially had a stick um, modelled onto her. Um, her trait is called Salve, or one of her traits is Salve. Once during her activation, she can use Come On Mate to reduce, uh, remove conditions from a friendly model, I think within six inches, without spending momentum. So if someone's got in knockdown <laughs> Scourge, you say, right, clearing your conditions, get back up, and you think, oh, yeah, but then he's lost um, disease. No, because she's got carrier as well. So as long as she wanders over and finishes within two inches of him, he gets it back. Yeah. That's uh, really handy. And he is such a good damage dealer, isn't he? One of the most Bonkers. consistent in the game, probably. The powerhouse. So effectively, as long as he's diseased, he enters three on two. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm. That's cray-cray. So what about this mascot, then? Well, Squeak's got Baby's first puppet master. Kind of. I, I'll be honest, I ha I didn't manage to get through the part of the stream where this was happening. So, so Squeak's, I think, uh, playbook is, I believe, actually, I could have this wrong. On one, I believe he's got one damage. Two is a tackle. And three, I think, is a mom GB. Um, tack three, so you're only ever getting this on a charge, basically. Or if you're rolling the dice. Yeah, or if I'm running that's exactly. Um, but his uh, guild ball play is for either for one or uh, on triggered off playbook on the GB. Target enemy model makes a jog and is friendly during this advance. Now, I don't know what sort of range it has because I saw it used off of an attack where he was engaging the person. But because he has tag along, you can charge into someone, hit this, they wander off, and then you follow them. Which is like quite it. a nice way to get a reposition on the rat if you want it somewhere else. Kind of pie pipery. Yeah, exactly. So I think they describe it as surfing the rat, which I liked. Because he's 4-6, so if he runs 6, hits that, they go for a jog. And he goes he four. then goes another 4 for 10, which I quite like. Yeah, it's quite nice just to be able to reposition. And even if you don't want to tag along, being able to jog someone away and put, you know, go on early turn with the rat, throw him at someone who's kind of alright, and then make them jog towards your line a bit more. It's quite nice. I mean, do you think people are going to be diseasing him? And then just charging him into the middle of the pack. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Put disease on him and throw him off into the middle of a mm. scrum. And you just go, right, you can all be diseased. Mm. I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Um, <coughs> just, I thought you were laughing, not you were sneezing. It was kind of a cough. Okay. Disease condition. Yes, we are all suffering. Well, you're suffering a disease condition. I'm fine. Yeah. So, I think... John is the most excited about the Ratacatchers. I'm I'm stoked for this. It's a team that, I mean, I've got all the others, but none of them have tempted me away from playing Engineers yet. Mm. The closest one is his Blacksmiths, but I think that's just because I'm watching so many games of Blacksmiths at the club because every game is someone against Blacksmiths Yeah. that I'm seeing what I would do with Blacksmiths and thinking I want to try it. Not that I... I'm encouraging myself to play them, if that makes sense. It's sure. just because I'm seeing so much of them, I'm going, oh, I wonder if you did X, Y, Z. Which is... which is. I take issue with your statement, Barry, because I consider myself very excited for rat catchers. Oh, okay. I mean, you've been, you've, you... been, you've been very excited for all the new stuff. It's just tight, man. Go on. <laughs> Are you more excited than John? I think so. Okay, interesting. I think John might... Then I retract my statement. It might be that I'll, I just don't I'll show excitement. John, John will play them better than I can, Okay, but I am more excited about them. See, 
I'm excited from them from the point of view of oh I like I want new models, new toys, but they will not tempt me from blacksmiths because I am hard for blacksmiths right now. I know who will tempt you from blacksmiths because someone who's going to tempt me from blacksmiths. It's the Falconers. Yeah, I gotta say, <laughs> I know nothing other than I want them and want to play them. Angel Haraldes needs to stop putting pictures up of new toys. Yeah, right. <laughs> all we know, all we know is they've got some big. Falcon or Eagle as a mascot from that picture, and there is a Icarus dude. There's an Icarus dude, Barry. Yeah. So, an but, Icarus man. But back to. I still think he's going to be called Kite. Hashtag. Just I like saying. that as a name. I like that. So Icarus would maybe be a bit too obvious, but yeah. I would. I would still love it. I'm going for Kite. Uh, <laughs> back to right. Catch. Call him Birdman. It feels Bird that. Person. <laughs> it feels that they're going to be good off the bat. I think we like all of their players. We can see some nasty things. Um, it's going to take getting used to, and I think you've got to be a good player to get the most out of them, which you know the best teams are. Um, I think they're going to be really interesting. Yeah, well, is the oh, they are glass. They are. Even Scourge, who you might think is resilient because tough hide, but no, three o seventeen boxes. Any dedicated damage dealer is going to go through that. It's Especially once he's on his ass, it's going to be hilarious how quick he dies. Mm. Jeez. Hmm. I can't even remember when they're coming out. I bought them, but I can't remember when they're coming out. Oh, it's Salute, isn't it? It's a little it's bit Friday before Salute, isn't it? Before on Salute. I don't know, I didn't pay attention. I was, my mindset was on buying them at Salute. Right. Well, I ordered them so I could get the Alt Piper. Oh. Yeah, I pre-ordered the Alt Piper. Now, I think <laughs> you three, so you two and Dan, are of the opinion that the Alt Piper is the cooler model. Agreed. I just can't get on with one-legged guy. Dan, Dan's I explanation like... was that he looks more thuggish. Is it the one mm. with the... Um... Bladed pipe. Yes. Yeah, that's what pipe's that's got. The they both got the, they both got bladed pipes. It's well, the one's same got a round, isn't he? Yeah, but he's he's got one knee up he's with a round looking him. at him like he's playing and he's actually playing the flute. That's cool. It is, no, a, I, it I is a great model to clarify. It's yeah. such a cool pose. I, under, I understand the concept mm. that they were having when they designed it and I have no qualm against it. The other one's <laughs> just better. <laughs> Not saying the other one is bad. I just I but, just can't agree, I'm afraid. We'll have to get them in hand. It's the old, once they're in hand, Look it's at a cost. whole different ball game. I hated the. You did hate I Ultimate hated Frisbee. Ultimate Frisbee, and then the model turned up, and I actually really liked it. Yeah, but Cast is an awesome model. So, is that what you want to say about rats? So we still gonna, we're going to wait until we've actually got their cards. Yeah, really, I, th- I think we'll wait until we do an unboxing of it and sit down and actually go through the cards as a team together and mm-hmm. how they synergize with each other, and then talk about vet graves then and bone still then, and then we can all theorize later on. Because I'm sure everyone else has read online about the rat catchers and they're probably yeah. bored of it by now. Mm. Overall, we're pretty psyched for them and I just think I, I'm really excited to play them. Cool, okay. Yeah. I can't wait to dilemma and put the clock on someone else and give them the death stone. Oh, that's going to be funny. Just cloak of rats, click. What? Is what? what? It's, <laughs> it's odd. I don't, I don't have one twitch for this team. Not even, not even, just like a, not even a fizzing in your special place. No, oh, that's strange. The amount of fucking push dodges these bastards have got, and you're not happy about it. They've actually got many. It's not a question though. of no, not... but like he's got, a, um, wasn't it? So uh, I think Piper's got a momentous double push dodge, whereas Skunk no, has a momentous double dodge. But he's just got a heroic. Push. Choose any moving four. Push oh yeah. Two. Boom. Love it. That person out of position. Boom. You're now engaged. His legendary shot. is basically strike while the iron is hot. Yeah. yeah. Pick, pick a goalpost. Everyone dodges two inches towards or away from it. I believe that my lack of twitchiness mm. is less to do with the rat catchers and more to do with the blacksmiths. Yeah, as in how psyched you are about them, or in how much you're enjoying I, Yeah, they. I really like that team. Yeah. I really enjoy playing. I enjoy how they play. I enjoy how I play them. Um, I've kind of got my kick sorted. I've kind of got my receive sorted. And I'm just having fun with them. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm really enjoying the Blacksmith side. I mean, I know I said like I, t- I tilted fiercely against the game, the game with Dyson yesterday, but that was nothing to do with him and nothing to do with the team. It was all to do with me seeing a really obvious opportunity after the fact. Yeah. And I just, I think I just twigged for some reason. That's uh, fair. But yeah, no, I, I agree. The Blacksmiths are a lot of fun. They're, yeah, they're just, so they've, they've got so many different options is what I'm liking with them. You can do so many different things in a turn depending on where you put your well sometimes I feel like I'm cheating when I play with them and I love that that's good I, mean, I did I cheat just... with them the first time I played I thought Sentinel was four inches or not that was fucking <laughs> no, that brilliant Sentinel was a four inch aura would be amazing that is cheating yeah, it was at SteamCon after I opened the box Fair. and was like oh, let's have a read I was like fucking hell this Sentinel's quite good isn't it <laughs> well, numbers are hard fours and ones they're pretty interchangeable <laughs> so what's next on the list Matthew uh, next on the list, well, hang on, it's written on the back of my uh, my rat catcher notes. Um, well, we've got two things we could talk about. I think first we should just have a, a little uh, chat about the um, the coming upcoming May releases. Okay. So this is the um, Faithful of Solthesius, right. which is the new Union box, and the uh, hmm. new John, Alliance. John just rolled his eyes. I know. We'll get to it, John. Easy, Tiger. <laughs> um, and it's not a the, tiger it's a lion it is a lion it's a lion maybe it's a liger it's pretty much my favourite animal <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the new alliance did you, do you know where the quote's from come on no no I guess it oh it's Napoleon Dynamite man. Oh. Uh, and the new alliances box which is the Union and Chains uh, survivors Let's well. can we do the UIC first no I reckon we should leave the no, Union and Chains as the nice thing to talk about afterwards okay. no, because dear, dear the community <laughs> You have tilted slightly about the Union, the Faithful of Sothesis box. Not necessarily unfairly, but let's let's just chat about it for a couple of minutes because there's been a little bit of rage. Let's talk Not about that rage, actual anger. Let's talk about it as a collective. <laughs> let's talk about it from the position of Steamforged oh. and the community. It could have been avoided. It could have been avoided so, so easily. But they didn't. They, brought out, they decided to bring out two boxes on the same day. One box that was amazing. The Union and Chains box that I personally think is a, a really, really fun box as an addition for any player that's got any of those teams. Oh, and an encouragement to then buy into new teams and I think Steamforge have hit the nail on the head and done it very, very well. Oh, we're excited for that. However, there were people complaining about a box where they would have to buy the whole box for their one character, which I can understand. Mm. But the models are beautiful, therefore buy them because yeah. they are good. The models are beautiful, but the complaint is that four of them we already have. No, 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 I'm still talking about Union Change. Oh, okay. So people are complaining that the Union Change box. But <coughs> oh, bollocks, just find, find people, four other people and split it. I didn't know people were complaining about Union Make friends. That what? box is beautiful. Exactly, right? So they they, are, they were, I, I saw, I, basically, when I was reading online, I really, really got annoyed because personally, I see that as a £50 pride. When someone said, oh, it's fine, you'll be able to get an alternative sculpt for pride later on. Couldn't care less. I want both. I'm greedy. I want all the models. Therefore, I will have all the models. But that means I'm going to have to buy a £50 pride. Which isn't a £50 pride because there is an alternate Harry in there. Mm. My qualm was, why can't you do a, bo- a blister with pride in it, a blister with Harry in it, and then the box for 50 quid? You would have had zero complaints across the whole of that day if there was the option to buy them separately and you gave the people the choice to buy all of those additional models for a subsidised price. If there was pride for £20, Alt-Harry for £15, and then that box for 50 the complaints of, oh my god, I'm paying £50 for those two new models would not have been seen online because the two models that were released were expensive. 
But the people then would have turned around and been, oh my God, this is an amazing value. I get brisket, mist, benediction and grace for only £15. Mm. That was that didn't happen. And it was really bad because it retracted away from the Union and Chains box. I didn't really see as much hype as we should have saw. No, I absolutely agree. Like yeah. The Union Chains box is beautiful. The models yeah. are amazing. It's going to be so cool. And I was, re- like I say, I was really excited for that box. Yeah. I got grumpy and I haven't bought the Silithian box yet. Mm. I'm sure I will. I have to admit, I haven't actually. I'm sure I will, but I think it's just at the moment, it's the start of the year and I'm still getting over Gotti's. Yeah, yeah God- I was going to say buying a flat, John. <laughs> God- so- and there's all the, like, the other parts of like Gotti's spend and everything else. I'm still just kind of just going, not just yet, I don't need the toys the day they come out. I've still got a hobby box, it's yeah. fine. But I will get them in the end. But I have to pay a premium for it. And I feel that as... Um, me and Dan have had this conversation. As a loyal, inverted commas, customer to Steamforge, where I do buy all of their products, I feel let down that I can't purchase the products that I don't have in my collection just because they've bought a box out. Yeah. I completely understand why they've done it. Yeah. But there should have been the option. If The worst thing is, if they bought out the Pride, as I said, for 20 quid, the Harry for 15 quid, I would have bought this box, so I would have sold the others for 15 quid to other people. <laughs> and I wouldn't have been grumpy about it, because I would have felt I was doing other people a favour. Instantly, no one would have bought it, because everyone would have been buying the box and selling the other four. Yeah, no, no, but there's, there's, that is, that's my point. I know. Because there was no option for it, that's what sparked the complaints. Yeah. The Union and Change box was then brushed under the carpet, which is a shame, because it was fucking beautiful. It's yes. such a good box. And I was not ready for Vet Honor to be in there. I wasn't. I thought she was going to be either a separate blister or going to be next year's SteamCon mini or something like that. So the fact uh, that we've got yeah. the five survivors of the Union and Change story and Veteran Honor in there is really cool. I really want this box. Anyone interested in the creation of Veteran Honor should go check out Gilbert Gamer YouTube channel. It's Will Hoff because he was videoing us yeah. talking about it and. We were quite lucky that quite a few of the design ideas came from our group. Yeah, yeah, we're, so we're go we're check out Will Hoff's yeah. page, and you can see us talking about that. And there is a little video on our page if you haven't seen it of Russ doing some very early sculpting on that model in, in the seminar. So I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. There's a couple of small changes to the models. Yes, there is like. the whistle arm. So the whistle arm. Yeah. What's the whistle arm? I didn't know that. Well, do you remember at one point the whistle was in her mouth? Oh, I see. For um, for Vet Honor. Honor, yes, yes forget it. Right, yeah, yeah. She, she's got the hand. It looks like it's, she's got the hand on the dog now, and the other one on the cane, the hammer cane. Yeah. Um, well, no, the other ones are um, Harriet has seems to have lost a Molotov off her left uh, hand. Well, no, Russ said he's he, put it round the back. Oh, has he? Oh, has it? Oh, bit, Steady. Everyone lost, everyone lost their shit because the Molotov went missing. Russ was like, "Don't worry." I it's thought just, it might be just oh, you know, it's a different design for this model. Maybe it doesn't have Molotov. That's fine. I'm sure it have lots going for it. She's all about the base. Just, just make sure she's got a two-inch melee. <laughs> I'm not sure. She's very small to have a two-inch melee. She's got a wrench. Yeah, but there are lots of people with weapons that can't reach two inches. You just want more two-inch in your team because you think you haven't got enough two-inch in the engineer's team. I was no, but to be fair, Barry, like the engineer's team has so little going for it. You know, he needs he needs that buffer for two inches. Yeah, yeah. Um, I the other help thing to is, win something. <laughs> the other thing is, and I think I'm in the minority here, and and. To be fair, I've loved all of Russ's work. I preferred the original pose for Vet Minx. So the first one she had, her left hand was behind her, holding the spear behind her back. Yep. And her right hand was stretched out in front with kind of a sickle, it looked yep. like. Whereas now, she's running with both hands behind her back, holding the spear behind her. 
which I still think is a cool pose, but it, I, I don't like it as much as the original one. Must uh, be a casting choice. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there's loads of reasons, or maybe it was just, you know, redesigned and preferred it that way. I just personally preferred the, mm. the sort of... I mean, slightly like, different. also she's got traps, we should... She has what looked like some kind of ice trap, yeah, maybe? I must, yeah, I can see, like... They look like rough stone or ice. And, yeah. I don't know what... Frozen tokens incoming. She's got three. I, I think I mentioned to either Chad or Dan what I'd really like is some kind of pinball effect. They're not actually a trap, but it's like an obelisk she can throw down and bounce off. I have no idea how it worked mechanically. I just freaking love a bouncy minx. Shared it. <laughs> or you can ricochet the ball off of it. Yes. But like those rules for playing in I'm, towns. Yeah. I'm just looking at this box now and looking at the models. They are fantastic. Such what great a models. great box! And there's only one one model in that box I can't play with a team I own, and that's uh, Harriet. So that would just be okay. I have a bonus model in there, but I have every apart from Smiths. I the only the only teams I own are the teams that link to that box. Yeah, no, no, which is awesome for me. Seriously, just hit so the nail nice. on the head. But yeah, that box I think did not get the love it should have done because people were tilting about having to yeah. pay fifty quid for the lion or Harry. Yeah, it was yeah. overshadowed. And I'm not saying I think the lion's going to be one of those ones I've got to get in my hand. I do think that sort of model is very hard to do. I agree. Just something about lions. I'm not. I'm not. Well, and also I'm something not, about lions. Hmm. I didn't see that movie. I'm not judging any of the models now until I pick them up because I've yeah. all I've all of the models that I've judged badly and I've said oh I don't like the picture of that I've always eaten my own words and said fine he's fucking nailed it like, yeah <laughs> so even if I don't like what the picture looks like I wait till I get the model now because I think that's wise I but, think I'm just going to trust in Russ in yeah. Russ we trust so we've seen the picture of Pride on the altar it's on the, the it's on the box art for the faithful of so we can assume well I am assuming. That that is going to be at some point available in some sort of box, blister. Like maybe that'll be the Steam Company or whatever. Because well, we've also seen the Sp- Vets Bigger Sothesius model or Sothesian model, yep. and he's not in this box. So perhaps there's well, a minor guild and, box coming unless it's or the Alt model that's in a launch kit because he's going to be yeah. one of the players that switches between. That's minor a guilds. good idea. That's a good point. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens mm. there, but. Uh, yeah, I haven't bought that box. I'm trying to convince myself to buy the uh, Sothesian one mm. and say, well, I could get a farmer version of Grace and Benny. I can use Trisket as like a Dungeons and Dragons model it's because that model, model is so good. I love that model. Uh, I want all Harry and Pride, obviously, and Mist. Just chuck it on the pile of fucking Mists. How many Mists have I got now? I don't know. Do you know who she reminds me of? It's only just clicked. That this is this Trisket? Yeah, Trisket. You, you, you're, are you a fan of Serenity? Or Firefly, rather? But no. So in the movie Serenity, uh, which is the movie version of the of the popular cult sci- sci-fi series uh, Firefly, there's there's a couple of sort of artwork posters and, and sort of teaser posters where uh, River Tam is in a similar... Kind of there's a similar is that poses. Summer Glau? Summer Glau it is, yes. Uh, is in some similar poses. I think for some reason she reminds me of her... And I think maybe that's something I like about it. I'm not 100% sure. So are you breaking your tradition of liking attractive girls rather than murder nannies? I do love an old lady. This is this is true. In Gilball specifically, well, I love, I love my nans. But, I mean, in Gilball, I seem to love every old lady that is released into the game. I loved Hag. She was the reason I picked up a fish team for a time. Um, I absolutely love Hearth. She is one of my favourite models in Gilball and probably my favourite blacksmith. Uh, I love Fallow. 
you tilted when Fallow came out. You were like, Murder Nanny, Ogden, yeah. Apocalypse Nan. <laughs> and who is the who is the other one? Oh, uh, Miasma. She's an old lady, and I thought Miasma was great model, uh, great model, and great on the table. And it turns out she's an old lady as well. So, so uh, weirdly, I have a type. I wouldn't describe it as a fetish. I would describe it as a type. I'm so fucking lost. <laughs> <laughs> let you run with that. I <laughs> talk too fast, or just weird. That was just fucking weird. <laughs> so we got yeah. So we'll see what happens with that when we can get another pride. Yeah. It, I mean. It's, yeah. it's again we were talking about the community again the guild community so up and down but it's such a great community to be in watch it I mean that gave me my entertainment while at work <laughs> so, oh I, th- I sent you a message that yeah. said Gubbs is imploding and it's really fucking funny yeah because the, there's so many people who are like oh but the Union Chain Box is so great and everyone's just like yes but this is the worst thing in ever I just want uh, next time Games Workshop make a release I'm going to publicly put online and say this box is far too expensive no one will listen no to one cares. No one cares. No one cares. They understand. <laughs> they take the price and we go, okay, I'll buy them. But I do, in this instance, I really, I think I'm on the side of the naysayers because I've got those four models and I don't want to have to buy them again. That's simple as. It's this, the idea with these two boxes is the Sothesis box is to entice new players and the uh, new alliances box is uh, for the existing players. Going here's some here's some garnish for all your existing but teams. But I, I agree with cherry. John. If we'd had a blister for Harry and a blister for the lion, that was, and I'm going to say overpriced. I would have bought yeah. that. Yeah, if they'd have slightly overpriced, but you could buy the two and save yourself fifteen quid, or buy the lot and have yeah. four models to sell or do what you want with. I'd have done it. Exactly, and I think John's right in that it would have it would have led to far more, so far, sorry, far less um, entertainment. Rage. Yeah, for less entertainment for us. Yeah. Well, it's easy either way, I fuck about cannot the wait anyway. to get new shiny models. No, exactly. But when are they coming out? I've already forgotten. It's May. May. Uh, I don't think we have a specific date, but it's coming May. I think they might do on like I've been buying off Le- Leodis. I yeah, I've been. I think they've got like the le- the stuff on there, like it says. I might order through Dice Saloon because uh, Brighton's so close to me, and this will only be like a week before. I think they're coming out like a week before Vengeance or something like that. Roughly is my is my estimate that they'd be out before Vengeance. This means I can just dash down to Brighton, pick up the box, and get if I'm playing one of those teams at Vengeance, get the model yeah, I need. Painted. You do have issues with post in your building as well, don't you? My board, my building is a weird black hole for post. Um, so because we're super popular guys, really cool, suave, <laughs> handsome, and everyone loves us, and humble, Matthew. <laughs> humble, humble like a fox. Um, we've got uh, a shitload of questions on that post we put on Gubs of people um, wanting just asking us shit. Um, most of it's Gilball related as well. Well done, well done, the community. Um, I mean, I did openly put they could ask us anything. Oh, absolutely. Of which Sorry. some people have well, taken that quite literally, John. And I've, I've, I've kept given a few responses already. Can we please start with Jerry Fairman's question? Because he's oh, said, is this on the Robert page? Yes, because cool. it's on the Robert page. And go he says he loves the podcast, so I instantly love him. We love Jerry, whoever he is. So I don't have a man. His question. Okay. Fairly new player here. Do you guys have advice about jumping into competitive play, and playing against guilds you've not seen on the table before? Any tips for strategizing in the moment? Thanks, guys. Love the podcast. We love you, Jerry Fairman. Seems like a super cool dude. Definitely. Smart as well. Really clever, he sounds like. Because he, he, likes, he, likes he, he likes us. He likes us. I also so, wonder if he's listened to our previous well, episode. Well, quite. If you go to listen to our previous episode, episode it six. was episode six, Bad Advice for New Players. Yep. It was pretty much designed, mate, for that question in mind. Yeah. So maybe go, go have a little listen and then... See what you think, and then drop us a message. 
The one yeah. thing to add to it, which I'm not sure if we touched on, he said the one thing to jump yeah. into Creative Bay. My tip would be the bit with the cards. Where he was yes. specifically asking about your opponent. Yeah. Because I know that people still do it now. If you're playing against someone and you're not okay with the team, one, at the start of the game, ask for their cards. Yeah. Read them. And then if you do have a set yourself, because you've bought the, all of them, put them down next to you. Have your team on one side and then his team on the other side and just watch what he's doing and make sure that you know what his players can do and what you're doing near him. Yeah. That's my tip. I, I, don't, use, oh, sorry, I, I usually have it up on my phone. I don't consider myself a new player at this point, but I still put the cards out. If I've got if I've got the cards of the team, I put them out. Only because, well, for new players, it's great because you've then got an idea of what his team's going to do or her team's going to do, your opponent's team's going to do. But the, the bit for me is it means I cut down on my clock time for when I'm figuring out what their counter-attack could do. Yes. Yeah. Good point. Stuff like that. But, um, yeah, Jerry, thank you so much for the question. And, yeah, go listen to our last step, see what you think, and then, by all means, post again or email us at rollbetterpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, next question on our Rollbetter page is from Scott Christopherson. What are your thoughts on Thresher in terms of game balance? Wait for the meta to adjust, question mark, or whip out the nerf bat now. Engineers and hunters seem to have some answers to him, so he might be fine as is. Is it his synergy with his crew or just him? Can the synergy be toned down without hitting it so hard he gets played less than morticians in season three? I liked how he ended. That. Yeah, agreed. The, the only thing that I'm, I'm not skipping your question, and I promise we'll come back to it. But we have been asked that question indirectly as well by Aaron, Aaron Wilson, which is yeah. the. I think we want to touch on that last, yeah, because we're going to have a little bit more in depth about farmers. I think at the yes, end, yes, we will talk about farmers at the end. But I really like your question, yeah, and, and like it's interesting that he says engineers and hunters seem to have some answers to him. They for, do. But for I've... me, it feels that the team you're most comfortable with has some answers to him. Yes, but I think there are certain teams that answer him better. I think blacksmiths have some good answers, and I think politicians have some good answers to Thresher as well. I would like to I just as the player that plays engineers, I would like to see what other people perceive as our tip, our tricks to use against them. Yeah. The one thing that I think that we do have that I played against Dom was I played four models with Reanimate. Yeah, good that, point. That'll do it. Or sh- I mean, or Shark. I think Shark's good against him. Yeah, yeah. bouncy, bouncy but, goal score. But last question. Yeah, we'll come back. To we'll that. come back to it. What's the last one for the Robert page? Then, the last one for the Robert page is from Richard Schuler, and he says, "Why does Bushel not have two inch melee balance?" <laughs> yeah, I think game balance. Game exactly balance. right. She's got she's got a lot of other stuff that she can do, and yeah, she's sort of the one of the less play, less often played farmers, I think. Mm. Um, but I, I think if she had a two inch melee, that's one of the best stats in the game. It's probably I mean, yeah, two inch strikers are cray cray bonkers. There needs to be some one inch melee on that team, and a two inch striker exactly like Vitrol. You see how nuts they can get. Yeah, Alloy when he's taken the two inch melee, I feel dirty. Berserk. Yeah. Um, I actually, if I was playing farmers, I would play Bushel. Because I like the football and she's there. I open is great. I love I And in a, Grange, in a Grange team, it's so it's even better because yeah. you've got the bonuses for passing. Well, but again, we will come on to Farmers a bit, but thank you so much for the question, Richard. Um, but yeah, I think it would be cheaply too good. And that team, yeah. currently, it's already too good. Ooh, or is it? I don't Ooh, know. Is it? But um, more questions, please, gentlemen. But thank you so well, much for those on our page. Yeah, we'll go. So this is the where we shared it to Gubs, which is where most people will keep track of what's going on. Um, Aaron Wilson asked uh, after the uh, imminent errata farmers uh, to farmers, what do we, what kills do we think are going to be in the top spot? We'll come on to that at the end. Uh, Aaron, we're going to go on that at the last one. Um, Peter James Farrell O'Sullivan, sorry, buddy, you still have too many names. Um, what uh, what would you do to brewers or butchers to buff them in an errata? 
I don't know, really. I think you, it wouldn't be too simple to buff them. I said to John, my answer, give Scum Furious and make Tapper able to hold Jake's himself again. There, I solved it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that actually does it. I think that those teams are fundamentally probably a bit more difficult. They both have very simple, very direct play styles. Probably a bit more difficult to uh, to improve. But I don't really necessarily think they need erratering. I think they are their own thing. Well, I just think um, at the moment Brewers are just out of the limelight. I don't think they're in inherently a as bad of a team or anything like that. I don't think they um, Take Steve Easton. He's been playing. He's, he's, I, w- I would rate Steve as one of the best players in the UK. Um, currently playing Brewers. Yep, as he he's won my, an event, as, I think, last week. As he's, I'm not sure he won in an event. He did very well at the... Um, I think he... I mean, do we think that when they got nerfed and like Friday was made more of a striker than a damage striker, did the ner- before that point... I mean, I don't know if anyone's ever going, oh my God, like Brewers are bonkers. No, I don't think that was happening. Was no, it? I don't think that was ever happening. But for example, I just found his profile. He's done 11... 11 wins, 3 losses with Brewers. That's really good. At good tournaments. Not get, not where he's knocked about at small, small events and yeah. bashing people around. Those are his, his games, just bringing them up. You, when you're good, you're good. He's playing against yeah. Dan Harold, he's playing against Jason Mount, he's playing those good games. And he's doing well with them. Like, I'd, I reckon give him, give him some more love, give him some more well, time. Then, can I say, are we saying they may be not as direct... As people think they are. Maybe not. It, it, I think, you know, if you're a really good player and you, you make them work, they, they're they as good as any other team. I think maybe they're just a little bit harder to make work really well. Mm, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I'm happy with that. Butchers is a, diff- is a different one because I, I f- uh, personally, I find Butchers are very, if I say, a snowball team. Yeah. Their, their tactic either works or it doesn't work. I'm personally finding Ox more entertaining and... If I was to play Butchers, I think I would be leaning towards Ox more than anything else. But I've had some troublesome games against Philip. Mm. But when someone drops Butchers down across the table from me, you just have that moment where you go, I hope that one turn that he needs messes up. <laughs> because when that does then mess up, you then yeah. capitalise and then mm. it, it swings back the other way. So you, Butchers, I think, are in a <laughs> bold statement. I think Butchers are in a worse place than Brewers at the moment. I've played my Brewers. I just don't think that's unfair. Actually. I, I've, I've played my Brewers and I, I've, I, I enjoy it. I think the Brewers have a, more of a bounce back uh, opportunity than Butchers do. When Butchers lose that to like the Ox legendary turn, if it doesn't go your way, you're pretty fucked. Yeah. If Philip six stack doesn't go your way, that's your turnover. Like it, there's there's an. I find the Brewers can sour and can scrape stuff back a lot easier. And I felt like I was better with my Brewers than I was with my Butchers, but maybe that's because I played them for a hell of a lot. Longer. Yeah, I mean, in weirdly, Butchers are my nemesis team. If I see them come down opposite me, I'm like, damn. There's just something about them that I have trouble with. Um, I Matt and I have been playing a few where he's been his Butchers and I've been my Blacksmiths. I won our last one, but that was the one I won. I think he lost. Three, I think it was three. That. Yeah, and, and again, as as John said, it is the Ox legendary turn because I yeah. play I play pretty much exclusively Ox. I played Philip once last weekend, and I didn't really enjoy it. But then I went for the two on each wing, two in the middle to spread out to exactly. minimize that uh, Ox power. Yeah, and yeah. it worked. But what would you give them? I mean, they've got great damage. New I, Ox, I think, is really interesting. Do you know what I well, think? Be, be, let's, no, no, no New Ox is the, in post, post Erata. Ox. Sure. 
I, do you know what? I think wait and see what happens after they get new gutter and new decimate added. I think gutter's going to be a really it. interesting yeah. choice. And yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to decimate with pushes. Yeah. So in the in the stream, just as a little nugget, in the stream, um, there was a charge of decimate against Skulk, I think, and uh, Jamie asked. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Mr. Perkins. Mr. Perkins asked Mr. Giblin. He said, oh, does, wait, does Decimate have any pushes? And Jamie's response, Jamie Giblin's response was, no, well, this one doesn't. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously she's becoming a brewer, so she's going to get, yeah. her dodges are going to be coming. So maybe the answer to the question is UIC models. That's what they Maybe get. that's what they get. Yeah. But my answer was going to be, I think that they're not missing anything massive, but they're missing a piece of the puzzle. They're missing, they're missing that one little bit that's just like, oh, they could work well here. So, for example, you're saying that you struggle against butchers. Butchers are your linchpin. Everyone's going to have that, like, what I would say, less resistant team. They're going to be that. Paper, scissors, yeah. lizard, Spock. There's going to be the one that they struggle against. And Blacksmith might be might be butchers at this point. But Yeah. But I found it about Alks as well. Like, butchers just... Maybe you're just shit against butchers. I think so. And also I had that bad game where the guy maybe cheated. They, maybe there's just no good keep. butchers players at the club. <laughs> don't, don't, don't look at me I don't consider myself a good butchers player Dan's better with his butchers than I am but yeah. I think that's that's a good question let's hope I'm the not answer gonna, you're not going to freaking hook me with that one motherfucker <laughs> let's hope the answer is UIC models and we'll see what I'd they really can do I'd really like it to be next um, question chaps friend of the show Dominic Westland uh, friend of the show here asking for some hot laser riders tech Dan <laughs> has answered that one perfectly with long hard five always long hard five that's, that's it I consider that question answered uh, <laughs> the, 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 only, the only thing I would add to that is read the rules <laughs> yeah but I think it was more fun when we played the first time and I didn't win and then when we learnt the rules I did win <laughs> um, we got a couple of questions from Dan Harwood um, Ooh, yeah, I, like, so I like these ones there's, there's a couple of good ones here how can players ensure that they play the game in the most friendly but competitive way and what tips do you have to ensure clean play uh, positive relationships between players at the table so this is a good one. So I mentioned um, yesterday that I was I just had a couple of bad activations and played like a freaking idiot against Dyson. Yeah. And for some reason, you know, just some reason, something will set you off. And there's no reason for it. I became a cunt and I just tilted on myself. Okay. I wasn't angry at Dyson. I wasn't even angry at the game. Did you take it out on him a little bit? No, not even at good. all. I fully took it out on myself. But I, what it meant was, I think, unfortunately, and he made they made a good point about this, is when someone's raging like that at themselves across the table from you you are a little bit like well now I'm uncomfortable what the fuck do I do <laughs> it's the only time I can recall ever going like that in a game of Gilball and I do not intend to do it again but it wasn't a tournament was it because no. I couldn't but that's I can't the muster point. the energy to get like that in a non-tournament game it's fair enough it's, I just can't but in a tournament game some like I adopted the power stance yeah. and I'm standing up and it's on bitch I think it's difficult the, the, the first point is figure out as well as you can what kind of player you are if you're a very competitive everything has got to be done to the perfect letter of the law and if you make a small mistake and then realize it you know you're it's not no one's going back and changing something you've you've done something whether it turns out to have been the right thing to do or illegal or legal or whatever it's done play on from there if you want to be a bit more sort of friendly and and a bit more warm fuzzy feelings that's fine as well just make sure you're sort of if you want to be the guy who's very tight on the rules and no, we're, get, we're doing this right, everyone's going to be tight on the clock, you know, everything like that, make sure you know enough about the game so that you can back that up. Sure. Well, consi- yeah. that, that's consistency. Consistency yeah. is key. Yeah. If you're going to pick up a cock dice because it's a one, if it's a six, you pick up that fucking dice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
But as for tips for clean play... Tips for clean play... Is, well, no, no. So, tips for clean play... Define the rules at the start of the game. I cannot... Spe- I, I, I cannot emphasise this enough that... My my tip for the uh, ensuring you get the most friendly but most competitive out of it. Define the player that you're playing against first. You know how you play, but you don't know how the person plays against you because you've never played with them. You're playing against this person. So there is many times that at the start of games I have said, if a dice goes on terrain, I pick it up. Fact. So then when a dice goes on a terrain but it sits flat and it's a one and I pick it up, no one can say anything because I'll pick up the sixes that are wrong there as well, yeah. like you've said. That has to be consistent. And then you also have to work out the person you're playing against. Are they playing, like, I would say, I let someone else make a mistake before I try and um, go back on it. So I'll never try and take something back because after I've done something, I feel I've done it. So you can't ever, one, in a game of chess, once the model's touched, it's, it's activated. My, my mindset is you can't take something back if you've done, some, if you've done something else in the chain. Like... It, I always go back to Magic the Gathering when it comes down to the inverted commas stack for the Magic the Gathering players that once you've set like something in motion, it's going. So if someone declares a charge and someone declares a counter a counterattack, I can't take back the charge because they've declared something on the other end of it. So you can't do that. You can't say, oh, I'm going to charge I'm going to charge Pin Vice here. Some of his defensive stance go, ah, actually, no, I'm not. Because that's unfair. You don't have that information before you declare the charge. Yeah, you, you declared it, you've done it, and you've done it. There's, there's no two ways about it. Mm. If there's an, it then becomes where the nicety of, if for example you declare something because you think it can happen, but through other rules you work out that it can't happen, do you let someone take it back? For example, I declare a charge, the person say, doesn't say anything, lets me start moving my models and goes, well actually you've got no line of sight, you can't complete that charge. Me, out of politeness, would turn around and go, I don't think you've got line of sight to that. Yeah. Instead of letting them fuck it up. It's like, where do you draw, right, the, where, where do you draw the line of anything else? And as well... The big thing I found with Gilball is the countercharge models, and there is a lot of stuff that is reactive after someone has, and by definition of the Gilball rules, when someone finishes an advance. Yes. Yeah. So, when is the definition of finishing an advance? It's when they pass priority to you to react to something. Or when so, they, yeah, when they finish, when well, the not, models being moved and they finish that's moving. That's not necessarily it. true. Because you go nominate charge, they're te- they're meant to nominate counters, defensive. I'm talking like unpredictable before. movement and counter charges. Sure. As so soon as they just... finish moving that model, then you say, are you, are you, so is that where you're and landing? They go, yeah, cool. That's my unpredictable. Yeah, I get that. That's why I play a lot of the game with um, a proxy base. If I put a proxy exactly base down, what I was going to say, if I put a proxy base down and I'm sitting there looking at it, because I haven't touched my model yet, if you declare a counter charge. I can change where I'm doing it because my model has not moved. Yeah, all you're my doing. My mindset is, is I've had it where someone's declared something else against me, and I'm like, I haven't moved there, mate. I've put a proxy base down to see where I want to go. That's been where I, oh, I deem, I deem I've myself. I've deem, measuring's allowed in this game. Yeah. Mm. I deem myself as a competitive player, but I deem myself as a fair competitive player. I agree. I, I wouldn't say that I t- try and take advantage of anyone. No. Throughout the whole of the tournament on the Saturday and the Sunday, I was reminding people consistently, like not consistently, constantly, that which of my models had reanimate when they're counting up oh, their okay. dice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, counting up their dice and working out which ones they're going to hit with. I'm like, remember as well, I've got reanimate. But that's out of courtesy. I don't have to do that. No. As far as I'm concerned, that's if they should know my team. But because it was a nice environment and everyone was being, it, it was a lovely time. I didn't play anyone that I felt was being gamey. I did. I was like him. <laughs> that's because he was cool. Uh, no, so <laughs> I would always remind people of that, and there, there there is that in effect. But there comes a time of when you start getting competitive. Say, for example, you're four. Uh, oh no. 
use Vengeance as a good example. If I am 6-0 and I'm playing someone on the final table of Vengeance, they move something, I go unpredictable, or or they, they declare something wrong. I would expect you after six games to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're 6-0, there's going to be a lot less chance of me letting you take something back yeah. at 6-0 than it is if it's game one of the tournament, someone says they're going to do something, and I go, but just so you know, like the amount of times that I've seen someone that will go to tackle velocity, they'll take the ball, and then they'll start measuring to acrobatic, and I'm like, no, 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 I've got close control. And you see the mind like, oh, fuck. I'm like, I'll let you take back the tackle if you like. like. I've done that on game one. I wouldn't do that on game six. I agree. It all depends on how the yeah. person is, like, it, it's, it's very setting dependent. Oh uh, yeah, if they come in like hard and fast, then no. But what's I think what's interesting is I'm trying to trying to phrase it like sometimes my play has isn't as clean when I I'll be honest when I think it's going to hurt me. So I don't cheat to clarify. But, <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, I'll be honest. Um, like you say in early rounds and stuff, someone will might move in and they, they, say, oh, they start hitting a model. And quite often I'll go, right, this model has eight health left. This model has ten health left. You know, get in the habit yeah. of... So they know how many boxes when they go in on them. But then sometimes you can have a model that's not got a lot of health and they start charging the other way and you're just like, right, I'm going to keep quiet. That's on that's, them. That's on them. That you're, that you're, you don't, I know, have, but to, it, I, you don't it, have to be constantly declaring that you're No, but it's, a, it's an altering of the way I play. With unpredictable movement, you know that thing where people go... I'm finishing my movement there. That's a trigger for a lot of people to go, wait, that's odd that he's saying that. What What's happening? And then they go, oh, unpredictable movement. And I will stop saying that later rounds. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. I mean, the one thing that uh, answers Dan's question, I think, is the the most fair thing that I do at the start of the game. My first, I, I say hello to the person playing, introduce myself, blah, Shake blah, hands, blah. Yeah. Shake hands, good luck, blah, blah, blah. But I always say to them, have you played engineers much? Would you like to see my cards? I think that's nice. Yeah. And I put the cards down, face down. I show them. I've got both the captains in the roster. You get mother for free. It's always the joke because they know that they're going to be playing against mother. Because why would you play mainspring? These are my other. These are my other seven. Have a look through the cards. Not on the clock. No nothing. No pressure. No nothing. And I'm like, I generally at this point go, do you want a drink? And I'll go buy a drink right. while they get to look through my cards mm. because I go. If I later on in the game turn around and be like, they go, knock down on hoist. I go, cool, I'm sturdy. They can't turn around and say, well, you didn't tell me that. Because if I give you all of the cards at the start of the game, I expect you to have enough knowledge to go, okay, let me check what each of them do. Mm. Yeah. Generally, at the start of the game, after I've deployed the team, I will then turn around and say, so this one is this, this one is this. Not because it makes a difference to many other teams, but because hoist and velocity are just mechanica. If you've not played against engineers... I go, the one that looks like it's falling over is Velocity, and the one that looks like it's jogging is Hoist, because they are very different in how they act. Fair point. So, it's... My answer to his question is, make sure you are crystal clear at the start of the game on how you play, and expect it back. But, be prepared if you're nice... Just because you're nice doesn't mean everyone's going to be nice back to you. LVO. Yeah. So, the other things I would say are... And this isn't a problem for, for, for lots of players, but when you're when you're doing your movement, be very specific about it. And this can this applies to, to ourselves and it applies to watching your opponent what they do. Some people through mostly just because oh you know, they've not played a lot of competitive games, 
There's that brilliant um, uh, Pat Van Value video of, of uh, how to use widgets, and it's right. like, haha, it's a little bit of fun. No, watch that video. Yeah. Pay attention to correct use of a widget. People put a widget down about half inch away from the model. I'm like, what the and they fuck just, are you doing? They place it flat on the table, move to the other end of the widget, and then just pull the widget out from under it and drop the model down. You could have moved any fucking distance there. Yeah. No, you place it base to base, you put it, you push it into the table, you lift it up, and you move it to the bottom of the widget. Yeah. Just so you've got, to, and then like you said, John, using things like proxy bases and stuff. That's that's how I would encourage clean play. Yeah, being very careful like exactly where everyone's going to be and go. Then you move. You wait until you know exactly how your movement's going to happen before you actually move the model. Yeah. They're picking the model up, Ooh. and then moving, and shake. then going, oh wait, actually I might want to do that. It's and put it fine back. if you mark where they were. Well, so if you use like a token say. and say like a curved token that goes around a base and just say that's where they are. I'm just using the model itself as the proxy. As I've right. been using my Don't goal run. Get a proxy base. Yes. Trust me. They're the best investment you can do. They are great. There's no reason not well, to have them. Well, I'm silly. just using a blank 30 and a blank 40. Fine. That, no, that is a proxy base. That's, that's absolutely fine. But I'm saying you don't have to go get like, we've all got bases. No, no, no. Yeah, we've all got bases in our cases that we know that is exactly the same as the model. Yeah. The other thing is the Frozen Forge Wiggly templates. Oh, I love them. Don't leave home without them. Proving you can get somewhere is just so much easier. The amount of times I've like measured it, I go, I can get there, and that's one. Th I'm like, I'm not good at this game, but I'm good at distances and knowing if I can get there. And the amount of times I go, okay, and I get my wigglies, and I'm like, I could have run two inches past that fucking model, and then I'm like, I start to get cynical, and I'm like, were they just putting me on a bit of clock? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think the the clarity of Bit, like proving to someone that you can do that as well is mm. good for you. No, I agree. The, I like them a lot. Yeah. The, the biggest part of clean play that he talks about as well, which I find, and I know I do it in my games a lot, is intent. Yes. So yeah. you specifically saying where a model is finishing for the purposes of, like, for the purposes of triggers of things or their distances. So for example, Gutter has a two inch melee, I am but I don't want to be at two, I want to be at one point naught naught one. I say mm. I am ending just outside of one. Mm. And then boom 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 hit someone, hit someone, whatever, whatever, whatever. If they then activate, stand that person up and say, I'm hitting gutter, I'll turn around and go, No you're not. Mm. I told you that I was outside of one. This is a table that gets nudged, pushed, models whatever get moved, models get moved. Absolutely. If I'm telling you I'm just out, we will move me just out. Like that's how the that's how the game will function. If they've got an issue and they want to contest it when I'm putting the model down, more than happy to move it back. But it works the same with what the melee zones is a big thing for the purposes of being out front. Predictable move, telling people that I'm within seven. Uh, no, sorry, just under six inches of the goal for a snapshot with velocity. Because then if they double push me. I'm still in eight. Mm. Yeah. Those sorts of things. Making sure that they know why I'm doing something so they can't game me out of it. So Agreed. I'm like, and I would also ask them for their confirmation they're happy with the position. So if I play someone somewhere, I go, are you happy that I'm within four of? Mm. And I'll put the proxy base down. And when they say yes, I then put my model down. Yeah. Because then when I turn around and go, cool, well, I'm you going to tap in now? They don't go, well, you're outside of four. Yeah. Because otherwise, if you said yes to my inside of four, then fuck you all get This is important. We've discussed this before for teams like the Blacksmiths, which have a lot of triggers off of other players. And unfortunately, you kind of show your hand when you have to confirm things like that. Mm, but I think it's more it's more important to confirm it and make sure you've got it right than it is to have that sort of sneaky, they don't know that I can get the two-inch melee from Hearth on Alloy. 
it's more important when you finish Heart's activation state and she's ending, she's within six of alloy. Mm. If I mean, if they're standing next to each other, it's fine. No. But I absolutely yeah. agree. But the problem we've got, I agree with everything you've just said. But I can only think of a couple of people, if I'm honest, and they were newer players that I've played, where they thought intent was enough. So I uh, see. they've got a one-inch melee, and they're like, right, I'm at one. My intent is to be at one. I'm like, marvellous, you're an inch and a half. What the fuck are you doing? You know, and they're like, oh, yeah. but yeah, but I, but I want to be within one. That's marvellous. Put the model within one. No, no, so when I say intent, it's... No, um, I know exactly what you mean. It's but clarification. But you put things where they should be. But I'm saying that some people... I, ha- I only, There's only a couple I can think of. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. ...have played and think intense enough, not actually the placement of the model... Which is weird. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why clean. Like, that's that's the importance of clean play. Make sure it's very obvious where you can get to, what you can do. Clarify to your opponent that what you yeah, are doing and what, absolutely. and that they agree with you. Yeah, all the time. Uh, don't use tape measures. I know that's like a thing, but the amount of times you see people like with a waggly tape measure and us oh, about eight. It's not eight. It's just not eight. Fucking widgets, our boy. Yeah. No, I agree. Tape measures are only good for measuring whether or not Thresher can get into range of you. <laughs> yeah, and that's about it. Or um, there's that, yeah. Coming but off of that his, one, yeah. Well, no, no, his, his last bit of what's more important to you, winning, clean, clean play or fun. I like winning where the, my opponent isn't going to call me a cheat and we've had fun. Like, so Ooh. it's really hard because I don't want to win and someone walks away and says he cheated me out because he didn't say. Mm. I would rather not win because that isn't a win in my book. I want the person to go away and say, oh, I hope when I play him next time I get to do X, Y, Z. Sure. But I had a good game doing it. I don't think... If that makes sense. I don't think that is dependent on us. We have all played games that we have won and the moment that we've won, the opponent has told us how we could have done it better. <laughs> yeah. Like, and they're instantly salty. And I find if someone does that to me, I get a little bit of a, my hackles are up and I'm like, yeah, I, oh, I okay, let, let's, I'll call you, I'll get a bit angry and stuff. But I don't want to be that way. I want to be all happy and clean and it's much better. I, I think I just have, again, I'm not going in think. I want to win. But if I don't win, it's kind of okay. <laughs> but I want it to be clean, obviously. For me, it's fun and clean play are kind of at the top. And then winning is kind of... If, if we've had fun and played clean, it's down, down to skill. And if I lose, yeah. I lose. It's, I I'd don't love care. To, I'd love to say I'm going to all these to make friends. That's what I'd like to say. The, the problem is I went to the Portsmouth one. <laughs> and I, I, went th- I won one and lost three. You went out to happy about it. And I can't pretend that I was happy about that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the games were fine, but I can't go, oh, it was, everything was clean, everyone was happy, it was brilliant. I lost three fucking games. I'm angry about it. <laughs> I can't pretend that I'm not. No, mine's... I don't know. I'd put winning at the top, probably. Yeah. But I would rather win where my opponent learns something than my opponent thinks I've cheated. Yeah. I hate I'll... to think that someone has said... if it, If it... I I did have close control came up in one of my games massively where someone told me that I didn't tell them that my captain had close control. It was when I was playing Pinvice. Wasn't this weekend? It was ages and ages and ages ago. It was in when what someone had close control, and I turned around and I was like, I gave you the cards at the start, mate. And that's not your responsibility like, anyway. What can you do? Like how how much how, how do you how do you make this any better? Like this is the only game that. Yeah, it's not on you for every time they go, right, I'm going to attack that model. For you to go, right, they've got reanimate, they've got close control. They're, yeah. you know. Here's a quick summary of the entire player. I tend to always go, right, my defect. Like, they go, right, I'm attacking that model. And I'll always go, like, 5-0 or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'll always say that. And I usually say how many boxes they've got left, to be perfectly honest. Because after my game with David, where that was an issue, 
I state how many boxes. Yeah. I call out, if someone does damage to me, I'll call out, okay, eight remaining or six remaining. But again, that's the first thing I drop when it gets tight. I'm not going to lie. Fair enough. Because I want them to make so a so mistake. It's I, on your opponent to ask. If, if if you want it to be tight, it's on your opponent to ask them. But it's just, it, it like you say, if it's kind of that still fun, friendly game where it doesn't, you know, it's kind of less of a thing, particularly if it's a kill that doesn't matter so much or whatever. It's fair enough. Yeah. It, again, it's down. It's down to how everyone's feeling at the time. My my also clean play is like I say, the start of the start of the day on day one is very different to how I am game five. Yes, yeah, I but, think that's fair. But game one, for example, game one and game five are still the same. That you play the player instead of how instead of the game. If that makes sense. So you, if you're playing against someone and they're being as open and honest with you, if as we're playing, every time I go to attack him, they remind me of their traits. Absolutely. I will do. I will mirror that and do the same. Yeah. Absolutely. Where if I roll attack and they look at me like stone faced, every time you're rolling against me, then I'll do the same. Because then it's fair. Like I'm playing you the same way that you're playing me. So that's absolutely fine. But one of the big games. That, uh, one of the things that I learned from this weekend was on the count on the side of against Mason. With brick marbles, the counter charges, and you're just trying to work everything else with that out. You're then trying to see if where honor is to harmony, to see if they're going to be able to take the stats and stuff yeah. like that. There was lots of can I push her out of that? There was lots of trying to work out where he'd placed, mm. and intent was the big thing. So you're like, oh cool, marbles is with it. Marbles is within four of there, right? Dan played me at my own game. Dan knows exactly what I'm like. I was asking all the questions. I was like, is that um, cool. So I'm outside of six of marbles. I was measuring it all, and then after he does something else, he's like, "You do realise I'm outside of four of bricks. So I can't counter charge anyway." So he's telling me where I've gone wrong afterwards. Mm -hmm. But the reason he did that is because he's my mate, and he knows that I will learn from that. Yes. But on the flip side of that, there's the mindset of going, "If they were within four, would would someone else have told me in that mm. situation? They probably wouldn't have." Mm. But you don't go to a tournament. A tournament is to test your knowledge instead of learn instead of learn the basics of the game. Yeah. Well, I think you I, I would say no, you improve, I would say you improve a tournament you don't learn No, you do the, learn. The base no, you don't learn the basics. You said the basics. No, yeah, you don't so, learn the basics. So, so the basics of the game is by did you read my card? Mm. So if you didn't read my card and know what sturdy meant and you tried to knock me down and I said, "Cool, you don't get that momentum you needed to score." You yeah. pop sturdy. You 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 don't get it. Mm. The big challenge I have as well was when people try and take back their option. Yeah. So, for example, they're like, they're like, da, 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 da. they pick up their dice, they roll their dice, they go, cool, mom knockdown. And I go, cool, sturdy. They're like, oh, actually. I'm like, nope. You've declared the mom knockdown. If you'd have rolled the dice and said, oh, knockdown. Are you sturdy? And I say, yes. Then you go, right, then you push push or you can whatever. choose whatever you want, go yeah. nuts and do whatever you like. But if you roll your dice, go, cool, knockdown. And I go, sturdy. That's it. Then roll your dice for your counter. Yeah, and then push Dodge away with hoist. Well, I think we've got comprehensively answered yeah. that one. Well done, us. I, but also, like, I, I can honestly say, us, we have never gone into a game with the idea that a cheating could possibly... It's never even entered Absolutely our not. heads. Absolutely We're fucking lovely. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of the show, Sam Page, um, asked a banal and irrelevant question, Sam, because I answered it simply in the comments. Uh, is the Mighty Jaffa Cake a cake or a biscuit? I'll smash that one out of the park. We can move on for it. Sorry, Sam, that's the only mention you're getting. Um, Jason Mannon asked why did you play Pinvice which we covered rather expertly in our Masters uh, summary yeah I wanted to try something new and I think yeah. Pinvice does some helps me in the meta that's probably yeah. that's my answer without giving away my super secret tech if you're going to football you Pinvice yeah or if you're coming up against football uh, 
Dan Harwood again, you're getting greedy, asking loads of questions. Um, uh, how was the Redmond Invitational and what do you think of the Masters events of the community, which I think we covered? Uh, what are your views on rankings and how should new players approach them? I think we've kind of covered with, with our discussion of that as well. Yeah, new um, players, I, hope, I hope you think we have, Dan. New players to just smile and enjoy it. Just have fun. Be part of the community with it is what I would Oh, this is a nice one from Corey Dawson. What is the one model that creates the most joy for you in this game? And then follow up with why. Oh, smash that one out of the park. I like that, Corey. Oh, what a That's good fruity. question. That's going to require a bit of thought, I think. I've got two answers. Go on, then. I've already solid on Can you not just have one? Because that's kind of how this I mean, Corey works. did no, say... Corey say which one model? <sighs> he didn't say which two models. He did he say specifically which, said which, one. Which one? Well, sorry, Corey. I'm being greedy. I'm having two. So, <laughs> no, no, no. That's not allowed. Whichever one you say no. first, I'm going to talk over you over the next one. No, let him have two. Yeah, Fine. Fine. He can have so, one for Dan. One, one is very situational. Okay. And it's Colossus when I'm wanting to push people. Watching someone's face when I say I'm unexpected arriving after I rap and pushing people <laughs> eight inches... It's fucking hilarious. Mm. That makes me happy. Sorry, but the other joking. one is Ballista because he's my boy and I've done it since season two. Yeah. Since I started the game. So it gives you joy. Yeah, it's just... I think now I'm at the stage with the engineers where I'm comfortable with near enough every single playbook that I'm now settling into the game where I'm going, cool, I like this. So now I started Pimpice. <laughs> <laughs> so Ballista, my answer is definitely Ballista. He's my boy. In terms of enjoyment, just give me my old legendary back. As a heroic, maybe. Matthew, what are you going for? Mine's a t- mine are a tough ones. Um, Wait, tough ones? You can only have one. No, I got two. But he's taking God two. All right, it. I'll take one. At the moment, I'm going to go with at the moment because it's so hard to pick overall. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, for me, it's alloy. Okay. So I thought it was going to be maybe someone like ferrite or something like that because I'm I'm going going down the smith's road. But I think it's alloy. Particularly if you've given him one or another buff from Hearth, and then you're taking either the two-inch, the anatomical, or the bonus kick, which you occasionally want to if you know you've got a goal set up with him. The fun of charging someone to at two inches, bouncing off with them, or charging into an easy target, and or sorry, walking into an easy target and getting four dirty knives off of it, is fucking funny. He's just so much fun, and he can... The fact that he can throw out the debuffs momentously, he can throw out some momentous damage with a bit of help... But he's also so bouncy. Back to the shadows. He's bouncy, exactly. He's got back to the shadows. He's so bouncy with the dodges. He's quick. He's got acrobatic. And he's got a 4 8, a 3 8 kick. 3 8 kick. 3 8. Any so, model that can get me a first turn on the kick goal, I love, love it. He's a vitriol, him. I love him. And he looks like a freaking ninja. That's just perfect. I'm not picking him, though. I, I figured you wouldn't because you didn't say, well, that's what I wanted when I said yeah. alloy. Weird. So. Yours? He should be because, as we've discussed many times, yeah. when he came out, I lost my shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Won the design the player competition with him. I love him. But I and I have been playing them since SteamCon really, but I haven't actually had a competitive game with them. So the model that has brought me the most joy is very tough. I want to say Vitriol because of pre Arata Vitriol. Hey that bitch. Because of the first turn I kick. Oh what's so it you've got the ball? No. Goal. Mon clone. Tackle. What's that? A one dice goal? Sure. Goal. Oh, what's that knee slider? Yeah. <laughs> Back to cover. Yeah. And I've got clone up still, so what are you doing about yeah. that? But I'm actually picking Vet Cat. Ah. Because. Interesting. I don't. I think. In the games I've played, I put him down and people go, oh, interesting. I'm not playing against him. Really? This is, yeah, this is a lot of time last year, weirdly. Okay. I think a lot of people play OCAT, which I get. Mm. And it was a surprise to a lot of people. And. On the receive. Or on a kick, I can usually get two goals very easily with 
that with blacksmiths, whatever. That third one's the elusive one. With vet cap, you don't need that third one. You just witness. So <laughs> the amount of times I've just gone, bosh, bosh, witness, and I put my hand out, and they're like, what, you're two points short? I'm like, no, no, um... Here's the back of my card. Yeah. <laughs> and just the look on their face has given me joy. <laughs> I love that. It's yeah, all colour drains out from it. It shouldn't, and I feel bad. I, I still think you should carry a small can of chrome spray paint around. Witness. So that at the end you can go, Witness me! Point of order, I'd rather go for like the chrome cake decorating spray than an actual like plastic coat because I don't want to die. Coward. <laughs> Fine, whatever, half-arsed it. If you're gonna just, why, why don't we just fuck the whole thing, Barry? God, I'm going for the vet cat because of his witness I and like how that. it messes people up. Witness the fitness. I yeah. like that. I like, yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> no, go on, carry on. Well, go on. <laughs> no, I was gonna say for for pure for banter and enjoyment purposes, I'm loving at the moment nimbled velocity watching people roll dice against them. You're a terrible human being. Fuck off, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Charlie Culver. Uh, oh, this is some interesting ones. Should Steamforge stop putting rules for unreleased teams in future rulebooks? Ooh. So it's, it, I'll just read out a little bit more. It's why? Because we see everything instantly via the internet. As soon as the card exists, we can proxy the character. End results, uh, the community can learn from a model its strengths and weaknesses before the box ever hits the uh, the retail. So, and he's uh, referenced quite rightly uh, the examples. I think he said Thresher is interesting. Probably so. Well, as soon as it hits retail, before it's practical. My feeling, but the thing in the example would be Thresher. Sorry, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he he didn't specify. No, he didn't. He meant it. So, personally, I believe that when everyone saw farmers in the book and lost their shit and went, "Oh, brilliant farmers!" By the time they'd come out, all the hype was gone. Mm. We also didn't care about box one. We were only interested in box two, which is sad because Grange is freaking amazing. yeah, absolutely. No, I'm but, not saying that's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just... But the fact is, it was like, great, I've got this, but I actually know I want this. Yeah. So I feel it took the shine off that release. But for me, I wasn't as excited as I think I would have been for a new team had it all hit at once, like in a whirlwind. Here's the cards, here's the models. Wow, I'd have been like, oh my God, amazing. Um, but then I don't want to take content out of the book. I agree. But I think, so what I'm seeing is Steamforge seem to have very long hype trains. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, the hype periods are very long. That means it gets diluted. I, I think. think it does. I think this is no, just my opinion. Yeah. I so I saying. think, for example, rat catchers. We we got skulk um, at Steamcon. We got um, the cards over the last you know month or two, and now we've had the um, the stream where we've basically learned most of what's going on with the last three players. It's still three months, six weeks. It's only six weeks mm. until those bloody hell. Yeah, it is as well. Okay, my maths is shit. Anyway, um, okay, it's still six weeks, but I still think that, that the hype periods are quite long. And I, I get it, you know, it's it's just the way... Well, they the need game... something to keep the community engaged. Well, so this is where I disagree, because SteamCon 2016 yeah. was when they dropped Season 3, and that was when all of the updated cards and stuff were all in our boxes, and there was all of the trading... And everyone was looking at cards, and they were all getting posted up online. There was no pre-like knowledge of this, and the hype that that generated was amazing. Mm. That was fun. All of the hype that generated around the farmers and the way that that was released, I didn't enjoy. Yeah, it was toxic. Like everyone going, "Oh my god, wait till Thresher comes out." Thresher dot 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 dot. Thresher wins the world. <sighs> mm. It was challenging. I think Charlie's right. Well, not Charlie's right. Answering Charlie's question: Should they be in the books? No. No, they shouldn't. 
they could have done like a really clever just they put all it because if obviously if they want to release it because of the fluff releasing the names of characters at that point really fucking cool just leave the card out yeah leave it completely grayed out completely blanked out like whatever uh, coming soon tbc classified whatever like anything like that they could have done and it would have been really really cool or something like that yeah well the blacksmiths have done a bit uh sort of more close to the chest weren't they yeah presumably they would have been the far the blacksmiths would have been at the around the same time as farmers two in terms of um uh when they sort of finished that that period of the their development schedule so you know farmers was it farmers one and blacksmiths one were released at the same time no, they weren't. Farmers one was before Blacksmiths, yeah, wasn't it? Which is the which was the problem. No, well, Blacksmiths two and Farmers two were around the same time. Well, so it just <coughs> it seems odd that Farmers one through ten were in the book, missing Plowman and Fallow, presumably because they were still being developed and I changed. Guess, at that time. Yeah, it just there's it seems stuff odd. we don't know about that. Was oh, absolutely. Going on. But we can only base this on the stuff that we do know. Absolutely. But yeah, I think I would rather have a more secretive quick build up rather than a long drawn out yeah. one as much but as I love the... seeing all the rat catchers hype if I hadn't known anything about them and then next week they went there's a new team coming you're going to be able to have them in a month boom there's all like or most of the knowledge about them I'd be losing my shit mm. well when we went to Steamcon and we got Blacksmith 2 we we hadn't seen Ferris and Bolt because they've been drip feeding us but we hadn't mm. seen Ferris and Bolt and Judgment for that is Judgment the, name of the, the horse. horse and I asked Sherman why it was the name of the horse did you? Did you I, respond? He did respond because he is awesome. Um, and I think it was. I'm just calling up the message because I'm unprepared. Nope. Um, he said it's to do with Pharisee's background. She's called the harbinger of justice. Whoa. For such a righteous and proud figure, we had to have an equally powerful name for her horse. I love that. I'm really looking forward to Blacksmith's uh, background. I am as well. I Super excited. I'm off point, I'm sorry. No, no, I liked it. No, you can both be fluff monkeys, it's fine. <laughs> no, I personally think they shouldn't be in the books. The comment about proxying them and everything else, that's going to happen as soon as a card is released. Blah, 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 blah. The We will touch on what I'm assuming you're referring to as the Thresher issue when we talk about Pharma shortly. Yeah. Um, but everyone's got different opinions on that. Next question, Becky. Jason Mountain, uh, do you think that the minor guilds will all gain access to the vet player of the parent slash major guild? No. Oh, fair enough, because at the moment, you've got uh, rat catchers are gaining access to vet graves, mm-hmm. and falconers are going to have access to vet hern. Yeah, so maybe that is the trend. It could just be a, yeah, a, funny, a funny little trend. I think it's coincidence. Who knows? Oh, uh, so I'll be honest. It could be interesting. I hadn't tweaked. I won't lie. I did mm. not tweak that that was the case. Now he says it. But that would mean that would, my my mindset. The main reason I think that that wouldn't happen is because then the minor guild get vet cat. I'm literally, literally going to alchemists. I'm thinking that sure. I mean, I don't know the engineer's fluff because I don't read any fluff. But vet velocity. Okay, one of them might have a goalkeeper that subs out because someone does something. Whatever, yeah. go go nuts. Whatever. I can't see. I can see the crossover people for the engineers. For this is my like random I don't even know the fluff, so please correct me if I'm wrong. That it going slightly over towards Mechanica. Like pure Mechanica. I I no, still think the engineers are gonna... the Mechanica build around and Ballista as well. I think I they're, they're gonna be a curveball. Well, well I don't know. I just can't see vet velocity. Well vet velocity and vet cap were my two mindsets that I was like, 
really. Mm. My, and who's the butchers? Point. You've got Vet Ox, Ox and Vet Brisket. Vet Ox and Vet Brisket. So That's my, not happening either my, of them because yeah. they're surely too involved in other stories because Vet Ox is already the captain of the butchers. He's not. No, as in Ox is the captain of the butchers. Ox is, but not Vet Ox. Yeah, but what I'm saying is then otherwise you're then having the character just involved everywhere. And then brisket, you've got what seasoned brisket, vet brisket, vet brisket in fuck in the fucking minor guild as well. Yeah. And you're like, hold on a minute. Well, the other thing I was thinking is because I was thinking of brewers. Vet Spigger is the least brewerish brewer because he's the one who doesn't drink. He's so the is, church guy. Is he gonna be? He's not gonna be in the minor guild. Will be my my hope. Inter- so, so when you asked the question, I was into like Jason. That is a brilliant question. Of course it will. Now we've just talked about. I it, don't Mike. know if it will. No, it won't. My opinion is my Ooh. opinion. Oh, our opinion is that, no, it won't. I don't think that train. That's will a good continue. question. Though. I like it. I like it. Maybe it's made us think. Mm. Uh, his next question is equally uh, thought-provoking and important. Uh, it's brown or red sauce. Red. Um, and it's do you, well. This is do you change depending on the contents of the sandwich? For example, sausage or bacon. And if so, what would you do with the sausage or bacon? Great question, there? Jason. I'm going to answer that because I feel that's my wheelhouse. Go for it. Uh, I do not put sauce in sandwiches. I am a control freak. My sauce. Heinz tomato ketchup, except no substitute, will go on the side of the plate so that I can properly control the distribution of that sauce. If I want a bite without sauce, I could have one. If I want a bite with sauce, guess what? I can fucking have one. Mm. If it goes in the sandwich, that is game over. You've made your choice and you've got to stick with it. And if suddenly you don't want any sauce, you're fucked. When I go to American Way, Cheen Village's premier burger restaurant, in my burger, I have mayonnaise and barbecue sauce. Like On that. the side, I will have the sweet corn relish, tomato sauce. It isn't Heinz. There's a little bit of vinegar. Mm-hmm. Some sort of spicy salsa. Those, I ha- I cut my burger into quarters. I have to have one mouthful with the sweet corn, one mouthful with the red sauce, then one mouthful with the spicy tomato. Once those are done, I'm then free to just wild card. You ever had yourself tested for autism? No. Okay. Um, so viewers <laughs> this is what I have to plot with <laughs> but always red slash Heinz always external to the sandwich okay I like ketchup thank oh. you for your contribution Jonathan <laughs> you're, you're welcome <laughs> PS it's the right answer um, Andy Thomas what's better Null Oil or Agrax Earthshade they're all liquid talent no, I would think Agrax a- for me Agrax may I uh, you can go defend yeah go I, I have a preference depending on I've what, sp- but I will. I will go. I spilt less non oil, so. So back in the well, day, it was a Wednesday, as you recall. I'm in probably year nine art class with Mr. Jeffries, and he was very explicit that you do not go to your reserve too early. You do not go to black. You do not go to white too early because you've got nowhere to go from there. So I like to use the Agrax because. You can it is not darker. Exactly. You, if you go in black, you will go back. Thank so, you for that stroll down memory lane, Barry. No, no, so my choice... Oh, fucking hell, here we go. Yeah, what? Agrax Earthshade I use for everything, <laughs> apart from... And it's sandwiches. Yeah. Grow on a bacon sarnie. No, if you've ever tasted the games, watch That's it, they taste sauce. absolutely vile. But non-oil for metals that I'm washing, if I don't want them to look rusted... Yeah, Agrax Earthshade. If I don't mind them looking a bit rusty, bit like, bit, yeah, a bit tarnished. Yeah, no oil. I just use to darken a metal. But there you go. That's tips from the airbrush. Well, you got. I use paint for that. Yeah, I'm lazy. Okay, fair. 
Um, I'm skipping a couple here because we've got uh, Dyson asking why, you know, how, what's the best way to stop me throwing a strop? Just don't play against me, Dyson, or do what Sam said, smash me quicker so I don't, there isn't a mid-game. Um, Henry Clark, which guilds will lose the most from losing access to union choices as things stand? Ooh, what a question. A um, Great question. I think, personally, Mort's. morticians. Yeah. Yeah. I think them losing Mist is massive. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why we have to see what Hemlock, Hemlock brings to the table. Uh, what about Butchers? I wouldn't know. Union is a crutch. I, I, this well, is out, so, well, this they, is out they, of my hands, the really. The people that I think it affects the most, morticians aside that, Butchers I don't think it affects because they're about to pick up Gutter. Okay. So I, the union, a union option that I can't really see playing in the Butchers that can't be replaced by someone else. It's like um, Minx in the um, Hunters is great, but they're getting a Minx and it might do similar things to Minx. So it's yeah. kind of hard to say at this point. Yeah, it's really hard to say until you've seen the Union in Chains models, apart from the models that are outside the Union in Chains kind yeah. of allotment. So, for example, the Butchers, I don't really think they're going to miss anyone much because all of their choices just do fighty things. Well, but Harry's two-inch, I think, is very relevant to them. But Harry got down. bad when he got a new card. Oh, true, he did. You are not wrong. So, not bad, worse. No, he just, he just got bad. <laughs> he just got I, bad. I don't think engineers care, although I do like your engineers gutter game. I don't. <laughs> I fucking hate it. <laughs> uh, what about... I, do Alex, these, do I always love pro- Mist? Well, I do, because of the... Yeah. Like, say you look at Maria, I don't think Maria's going to care. No, she plays Mist quite a lot. Oh, does she? Smoke. No, 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 not does anymore. Not? Oh. As, soon as, they, as soon as they announce that the union might be going, her she, game she plan is... Because I, 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 I know a lot of people look, just think Harry's the auto-take because of his aura and such. But I always take miss because I just like having striker on each wing to do striker. Yeah. Things. Um, well, that's what and I, I thought. Initially, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to lose miss. What do I do? Oh, no, I'll have to get good. Yeah. Well, then I've started playing instead of miss using compound. And I like having a goalie. I like having a player I can put one on. Just play Smiths. You have no union option anyway. I don't think Masons give a rat's fucking ass. I think Fish will. Yeah, they do. Really? Yeah. Decimate. I think Masons. I think Masons are just. I good. think Dan's team was made with Decimate. Really? Like, uh, the second wind early game is fucking great. Not just the second wind, just speed. Uh, Decimate is one of my favourite Union models because of the playbook. If you got that Mom t- anatomical, it's the it's the, it's the it's the thousand cuts as well. No, it's the anatomical. It's the reliably being able to go and attack someone with six dice. Is it six? She's attacked five, I think. Attack six. Where's she? Attack six. Attack yeah. six. Oh, hope she keeps that. And having a momentous damage result on one, mm. being able to just throw six dice at something and momentous damage dodge, momentous damage dodge, momentous <laughs> damage dodge. Just is savage. No, Decimate is a fantastic player. Dear Steamforge, please just flip all of Decimate's arrows the other way around and paint her yellow and then give her to me. Tackle, double, dodge. Oh, That's on, like that that is a brewer. I'll play the shit out of that. I loved it. I, yeah, I love Decimate. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think Masons will miss Decimate. I think it's more that just when I have played, I have not seen... Union choices in Masons when I play Mason players. I personally think many. Decimate sits better in an honour team than it does a hammer team, but sure. I think... Um, That's me, personally. Though. I think Corsair is going to miss A&G. Mm. For That's, the extra crowd outs. Well, for that, just and that... And the knockdowns. Yeah, knockdown, the, more damages. Oh, and the, oh, and the, that particular team, when you're going for that style of non-interactive fuck-you play, I think it works. So, so... 
Not, not so much. Okay. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm coming from the team of I throw a million. If if I see that I'm playing against Corsair, the hoist ratchet, I'm going to throw a million templates at you. I'm going to kill your greed before I care. If you pick up greed, I'm going to kill avarice. <laughs> so. Uh, so you say morticians. I think Mort suffer quite badly from losing... Um, Just losing Mist. Mist. But we don't know what Hemlock's going to bring. It might be that she fills the void that Mist left. Maybe. Who knows? Um, Bruce, I mean, you never play with them because you hate Union. I don't, yeah. Don't play with them. them sorry. I think I think Hemlock in Bruce is really good. You can take Gutter as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gutter. It's always Gutter in Bruce. Yeah, yeah, that's... Oh. Without sounding harsh. For I the think... crowd outs and they're already knocked down. No, it's not just that. It's just... You got such easy access to singled out if memory serves. On Brewers, don't you? There's no singled out in Guild, is there not? Maybe well, it's I, just the amount. I of think I'm thinking like commanding aura. Am I think? Like I, I could just be wrong. I don't think there's any singled out in the Brewers Guild. Oh, I must be. So, it might just be the, the fact you've got so many fucking two inch melees that you're going to be crowding out. Yeah, exactly. That's what but I'm it's saying. Just gutter being able to get in positions where the, your mod, your models aren't affected as much because you've got the two, two inch melee. Mm-hmm. The being able to <sighs> gutter it sounds really bad, but. If you can set up that turn, you win the game with a good gutter turn. Beyblade. Yeah, Beyblade the shit out of So looking game. at Alex, you can have Decimate, Harry, Hemlock, Mist, and I love Snakeskin. I love this. I never see Snakeskin on the board anymore. Uh, I'd like to play her, but No, I know I you did for a while, but you yeah. don't anymore. You haven't I played her with Masons, weirdly. She was my Masons pick. Seriously, when was the last time you saw her on the board? When Dan was trying the... Um, Runaway and hide. The, yeah. The clone. Yeah. I'm gonna buy. Is it buy clone by nimble? Yeah. I've got the ball. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. That's the one. So, in answer to the question, who do we think will suffer the most? Mort. Yeah. I think he's also his guilds, but I think we've discussed that. But I think Mort suffer the more than most, probably. Personally, yeah. I think the other teams have everyone else that does does enough of what their union slots miss, effectively yeah. enough, or they have a good enough supplement. I'm gonna selfishly say minus alchemists. No one cares, Barry. I know, but I'm still saying it. <laughs> no, I can. I understand the reason. Mm. It, just looking at it, I'm like having two big other. Um, it was just strikers. post errata. Yeah. I feel that you like I like that. a bit of union crutch. Yeah, it's fair. And enough. I think they benefit a lot from it. That's fair. If you're going Midas, and Smoke loves Hemlock, but you got calculus over there. But um, yeah, cool, great question. Uh, so next one was from Jordan Walker. It's. Uh, it, I mean, it might be one that's a bit too long to actually go into here, so we might have to do this if we come back to it in another episode. It's um, How to Blacksmiths. Uh, more specifically, hope to bring them to a tournament for the first time. Only my, thir- uh, only my third ever. Uh, I'd love to hear some tech about uh, to use with them against whatever. So we did have our Blacksmiths episode, which is maybe a bit sort of overarching about all the Blacksmiths, which was episode four? Five. Four or five? Five. But, so the plan was that we, were gonna, we talked about them. Yeah. A bit of hot take. Yep. We're going to go away, have a load of games, which we've had quite a few now, and then we were going to do another one where we actually have played them and can actually give advice and inform. Because which I think we'll come back to. Yeah, because... We also wanted to do... I wanted to do it on coverage of a battle report. So there yeah. is... Me and Dan are working in the pipeline of I am doing some research on the best way to do a battle report. So, yeah. But the, discuss- the discussion I find really interesting. Like online, I see people saying hard and fast things that I disagree with very strongly. And I think it's because there's such a Swiss Army knife team that, that, that is there a wrong answer? Maybe not. Like people going, this is the best thing to do and I get rid of that plan. I'm like, how can you get rid of Cinder? I love Cinder. Of all of the teams that I can throw down, I think they have the hardest chance time picking their 10. Mm. Yeah. 
of all of the teams. But it's ambulance sledge you drop. I have been no, but I still disagree. Most of the time, I, 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 think, but. I have messaged the group, and I personally think that you do find places for them. Absolutely. Well, what yeah, I mean I is, still think you do. It's, it's easier for me to find an argument for them than it is, for example, if I ask you to find a place for members of my team that I think are bad. Yeah. I I absolutely agree. Like if you say to me, you have to have them in your ten. You go. I'm okay. fine with it. You go. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's you sledge ha- sledges with pile driver or with instruction, whichever. Having an auto tackle because of the two inch one push. tackle push. That's bonkers. Push on two? Cray cray. Yeah. Cray cray in a good He's, way. I love that. Anvil, armour three in cover. Tough hide. Yeah, but Walk just, him into the scrum. Nobody attacks him. Walk him into the scrum. Then, like, the old furnace. Come on, lads. Rowdy Johnson. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, it is. I've done it but once. But it's it not how I play this game. No. So, but, so in answer to the question, I'm hoping in the... It doesn't help you right now, and I'm very sorry. But I'm hoping... If you go back and listen to my Blacksmiths episode, maybe there was some stuff in there. And hopefully in the future we'll have a cool episode because we'll actually play some games. Awesome and match reports. Yeah. Uh, we've got a question from Dyson. What's your what's your pet peeve in terms of opponent actions and why is it using a tape measure? <laughs> Which is correct because it's using a tape measure. Because it feels when I have seen it done, there is an inherent inaccuracy in this, the way people use them. This is a game that thrives and exists on accuracy and I don't want to see a tape measure on the board because although it sounds like it'll be really accurate, it's not. Was he specifically asking about tape measures, though? No, I think he was making a joke. He's just ripping the piss. Oh, it's not, it's not a serious question. Um, Jan Flange has asked quite a broad one. What's your hope for Steamforge plans for GEB in the upcoming years? That's a, that's a looking far off into the future. Well, we, years? We, we know we've got the minor guilds for the next couple. That's all that we know we've got the minor guilds and we've got the new guild plot things. Game, what are they called? Game plans. Game plans. We know we've got them coming. Um... The the other thing, obviously, season four. I'm hoping it just keeps the game fresh. I think I don't think this is a game that's stagnating in any way at the moment, personally. No, it's weird. Like you, you listen to like, I listening to like Gilbert tonight because I I love Phil and Gilbert tonight, and he was saying that his area is just like the the scenes dried up. That's a shame. It is a shame, and I think there's reason for it. But. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I, I mean I, I don't know what it is, but I guess to some people it is stagnating. Yeah. I, I can't see I'm having so much fun playing this game right now and we've got a lot of people to play with we're super lucky um, as far as hoping hoping it's just still going and still being supported and mm. I don't know what I still want my transformable player I want a guild that transforms and players jump I'm on each co- other's shoulders and become gestalt transformers Yeah, that's what I hope for I mean, with, with the... I wanted to play with wings and I'm getting it and you wanted alloy and you got, you got him and I got a, a mounted model I got it yeah, you've basically you've got your Christmas several times. So just stop transforming models, please. The, so going back to the stagnation thing, I personally think the, this is going to be a really bold shout. I think the game is stagnating inside local game stores. We're very lucky that ours is a club. Yeah. So the reason that we're playing it a lot is because people have the models and want and don't get aggro when they're going in. For example, if I have oh, a guild, if I have a guild ball team. No one's ever going to ask me the question of what model are you buying next? Where uh, uh, local game stores that support things are going to find it very challenging, I think, to host Guild Ball nights as opposed to X-Wing nights, as opposed to 40K nights, as opposed to Magic nights. Because there's always something to buy for those systems. And those guys have got to look out for their own, because <laughs> it's their yeah. livelihood, which I completely yeah. understand. Oh, yeah, yeah. So in America, I know that they're from friends that are out there, it might not be the same for the Guild Ball tonight, guys, and if it isn't, then fair enough. But... I think they're at Armada Games, I think. Yeah, but if they're at a place where there is a store, 
and there is a policy to pay for the tables or anything like that, I think it detracts. You will get more enthusiasts of this game playing in clubs that won't let the community stagnate, personally. Mm. And that's an excellent point. And so, in answer to the question, we're hoping the game is still going strong. I guess I don't know. I hope the community just carry on like their their positive buzz. I like the I like Gubs as a place, and it is fun. Um, and I hope everyone takes the negativity that comes at it with giggles, like we do. We enjoy Gubs as a group. It is fun. I hope that just the the tournament scene stays as strong as look how quickly Vengeance sold out. Yeah, I and mean there are lots of tournaments around yeah, the southeast. You throw a stone and you hit a tournament every weekend. Don't we've you? got we've got that pool one on the eighth. We've got um, jumpers on Saturday. You've got yeah. You guys are going to the jumpers four. There's the Milton Keynes one. The Milton Ke- the Mon- Hemel Mon- KD, the Hemel Hempster one. Um, we've also got. Uh, I think Maria's going to the Canterbury one. Heroic Throwdown number four is in that. June, I think. No, isn't that April twenty eighth? Your birthday. Yes, it is. That day after my birthday. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. I've got a clue. I've signed up to Jumpers next week. I'll worry about. You the just rest let later. Dan organise your calendar, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. And Vengeance. Uh, so I know that I'm doing Jumpers and Vengeance. After that, I'll worry about it later on. About other things. I mean, we could I, we could go I, off I, say, I really like that question. Yeah, from but. Years. I, I don't know if I'm clever enough to come up with hope, a good answer. Hope they continue doing what they're doing well. Hope they don't make any bad decisions about trying to drop a million, million pounds in January again. That yeah. was a stupid move. Don't do it. Um, I hope that the models they bring out are as good as the ones they're bringing out at the moment. Yeah, the, the sculpting go. team is fucking knocking it out of the park with models. Just package them well and they'll sell. Ross and the gang. Yeah, smashing it. Cool. Um, Charlie Culver again. Um, this is one for you guys, but I know the answer to it. Is God Tier affecting your Guild Ball time? No, it's fucking not, because you guys have yet to play a game. It's affecting my painting, because I wanted to build them and paint them, mm. and I've been distracted, because I'm a moron. So I keep flitting between blacksmiths and uh, God, God Tier. Shale, yeah. I mm. am ashamed to say. Weirdly, there's been a lot going on, hasn't there? We haven't managed to get our shit together. And there was Masters practice and then Masters and... Well, God Tier just came at a very challenging time for me. Yes, agreed. I couldn't... I had no capacity to build. I had no nothing to paint. I was moving flat. The group itself was... There was a lot going on. Yeah. I reckon by... After Jumpers next Saturday... I reckon... We, were, we were went through Guild Ball, uh Not Guild Ball, We went through God Tier yesterday. Yeah. And then it snowed. And everyone... People and we're were from London, that. so we saw like an inch of snow. And we were just like, freaked out. We yeah, we thought fuck that. We're not outside. northern and couldn't just put a coat on. Exactly. So I'm sure God Tier will happen soon, and when it does, it'll all kick off. But nothing really gets in the way of Guild Ball because <laughs> we've got so much time, and we're lucky enough that our club is open so often that we just play when we want. We live so close to each other. We, we all just play games. We just ring and say, "Do you want a game tonight?" And we just mm. go around each other's house. Me and Chad, so, or Chad and I rather, sometimes have games in the flat. Yeah, roommates. We can just yep, get itself, play yeah. a game whenever well, we want. But we will be moving on to God Tier, so then it will yes. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to a God Tier podcast. I'll just sit quietly in the corner and, I don't know. You can paint a model. I was going to go with masturbate, whatever. Um, moving on to the next I mean, question. <laughs> thanks. You're welcome, Barry. Um, oh, Barry, it's one for you. Josh Todd, you are going to set off Barry on tilt. Something fierce. Josh Todd, Midas, a true football legend or overrated glory hound? Discuss. Don't worry, Josh. It's irrelevant now. He's been nerfed to shit. Right, Barry? Discuss. Why are you on Um... Can you read the question again? Because yeah, I'm still tilting. I read it too fast. Midas, a true football legend or overrated glory hound? He is a football legend, but he's shit compared to what he was. 
He's still and fine. I'm still salty about He's it. He's still fine. I just so He's still I've good. said it before. Say it again. He lost too many things, and he doesn't feel alchemy, alchemisty. He feels like a great, good striker. Alchemic. Okay, I'll let you have that. Alchemical. He doesn't sure. feel like a good striker. Uh, uh, sorry, you didn't know that. He's a good striker. He doesn't feel like an alchemist. Like when he could add armor, I kind of got that as a like gold skin. Yeah. When he could go through rough ground, he took some potion and Melting did some the weird things. Or something like that, yeah. yeah, super shot. He was like, right, I'm taking your potion, and I'm gonna. How to get my eye in and be super cool and be stronger. I get that. And I don't feel that he brings alchemist things to the table. Now he's just a striker. Yeah. Right. And yeah. weirdly, I I mean, the plus one armor was gravy. And that's gone. I'm fine with that. The super shot. Okay, it's gone. It's fine. I can actually manage quite happily without it. It was a crutch when I had goalies. When there was tenderizer, when there was... Well, and basically counter charge models and things, I was able to manoeuvre in such a way that a 10-inch kick meant I genuinely didn't care. Um, But the rough ground really hurt me, weirdly. Um, When people have that rough ground in the middle, and I can't just run over it... Yeah, you can go around it, right? Not on... So, (laughs) four inches for his dodge, eight inch for the run is 12, eight inch for the kick, so that's at 20... (laughs) So his two-inch heroic, I've only got a little bit either side of the centre of the pitch to play with to get him up there. And I found that I didn't have the moms to also glide. No. And I was missing that most, Probably weirdly. Not. Obviously, I was missing super shot most, but that really stuck in my core. I just want him to be a bit more alchemisty. Oh, fair enough. But he's, he's still great, but I'm having so much fun with Blacksmiths, so it's going to be tough to get me back on out. I'm trying to pick the sensible questions because there's obviously a few people just having a laugh. The last... Oh, I like those questions. No, I like that. Spartans, what is your profession? Okay, yeah, Ben Harris. Spartans, what is your profession? And Dyson's response is quite right. Being distinctly average at Guild Ball and other games. Well, at least he answered. So, yeah. what's your profession? No, I th- I, to clarify, that is a 300 reference. Yeah. I, it's I, a reference to the... I was more trying to boil off Dyson. Okay. Uh... What is it? Soldiers? Warriors? I forget what the answer is. But I uh, like it's distinct- war. He said they say war. Oh, they go, war. Oh, that's it. War. I actually just quite like-, like distinctly average gamer. Yeah. I like that. That is my profession. We we'll definitely fight the shade because, you know, nerds, we've got to be careful in the sun yeah. and everything. Bearing in mind, uh, dear listeners, we were almost the Dice Bandits. I still think it was quite a good name. When we first started the Spartans, which is coming up on four years ago, Yeah. it was very close to being the Dice Bandits. I was overruled. <laughs> Um, and then the, the last question which is another good one um, apart from well there's, there's another question from Mike Pollard which is should Dan Harwood be nerfed and if so how <laughs> get good <laughs> get good is the response yeah, yeah. Dan's get a good. great player Danny, yeah get Dan is a great player get good get better play win uh, Booker Lacroix which I'm hoping I've pronounced that correctly French and you're not Lacroix or Lacroix because um, some people would just pronounce it differently um, do you think the newer teams are guilty of power creep compared to the older ones? Interesting. Now, I think this is obviously because there's a lot of where Thresher too good. Mm. So, and the farmers overall have a lot going for them and they are very good. But I don't think in any way the blacksmiths are on that same level. I think the blacksmiths are another team that you can be good with or they can be shit. Mm. I, having played quite a few games with them now, yep. there's a couple of times I feel like I'm cheating. Not gonna lie, but that's but, because you set stuff up. Yeah, exactly. But they have so many options. They have so many outs. They have so many interesting things that other guilds can only dream of. Is that does that mean they're more powerful? No, I think because the 
the way you can just take out apprentices willy nilly exactly balances that they a little. Have three mascots, and they're a guild kind of built oh, around. A I lot would have of variants. Let, I would have let you have three mascots before the second box came out, but not anymore. <laughs> but they're, they're a guild built around high variants. So yeah. it can go really well and you're unstoppable, but it can also go really badly and you lose 12 0. Yeah. John is looking very. I don't thoughtful. know. I think the reason everyone's having such a tough time with farmers is just because of their resilience. Blacksmiths don't have the resilience, but I would like to talk to someone after they get absolutely dominated by a blacksmith do they then deem it as powerful well Andy um, wasn't happy about it when we played on Sunday three games and he lost three games he wasn't happy about it like, and I don't blame him no one would be happy losing three games exactly right. and it, but it felt you like know. cheating because of the way I was doing it yeah but what I mean is farmers even for so for example when I'm playing against blacksmiths I know what I need to achieve mm. I still I think I, I personally think farmers were more pushed than blacksmiths were mm-hmm. absolutely but that's because I think I've read more about how to deal with the blacksmiths. And they were... De- uh, you could deal with those apprentices quite happily. Not just apprentices, there was ways to do it and there was more... Um, there was more ways to deal with it. For example, when we touch on the farmer shortly, there will be a lot of issues that I'll bring up that I'll say that they're negative play experiences. By that, I don't mean that it's the way that negative play experiences everyone else is having. It's the... You can plan so much around them that you can't counter them. You'll see what I mean when I talk about okay. the farmers cool. shortly. But they go hand in hand. Blacksmiths, I'm finding, the more I play against them, the less powerful they are. The power creep, I think, is on paper, which uh-huh. then comes back to what uh, Charlie was saying about should they be on in the books and should we see them early? No. When we were told at Vengeance... We saw um, Ambulance Sledge. We saw Ambulance Sledge and they were like, look, one guy's got Mom 7. Everyone yeah, we all lost our shit. Everyone everyone was like, this is broken! Everyone's like, what the fuck, there's a butcher, that's Mom 7. Cool. You'll hit it once. If you're hitting it multiple times, it wouldn't matter if it's Mom 7 because his playbook's longer or if his playbook was shorter and you were rapping to that. Yeah. I, I had no complaints from, um, ben, I think it was Ben Redmond where uh, Ballista stood on top, on top of who was crowded out twice of singled out and I was doing mom four wrapping into mom two double push so I was doing mo- I could effectively do mom I was basically doing double mom six with three inches of push or something like that and I'm going cool days just rolling it I'm doing that and I'm getting more momentum than you're getting everyone's got that dream scenario where you're hitting the top of your book yeah, yeah. great fine write home about it but it's the stuff at the bottom of the book that I find with the blacksmiths that's the most impressive. The reason that I like Alloy isn't because of what you guys have stated where he's got the two inch of this, 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 this. His, dirty knives. His crowd out the dirty knives what you touched on earlier is insane. Mm. Like, that sort of stuff is the bits that I, I think they're good for. If you want to know how, how good or consistent a player can be, what is on their second column? Mm. I, th- I think their second, maybe third column. You think attack five model on average gets two columns on a, on a basic attack. Yeah. If you without I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you that. Just think about it as, as an idea of how consistent or useful a player can be and what okay. they can do. What's on their second column? Are yeah. they a butcher? Do they have mom two? Are they a brewer? Do they have a knockdown or a push? Are they an engineer? Do they have a single push? Yeah. <laughs> Are they? Well, yeah, my team needs buffing. Fuck off, John. Um, I just think what's on their second column? Never said any buffing. Is it a very good result? Is it momentous? And um, how does that contribute to the overall team's play? Yeah. And I think blacksmiths. Depending on which six you pick, you can pick a six that all have similar plays and ideas on their second column or third column. Yeah. 
I just find, I just find, as you say, that they're they're a lot more synergistic. Yeah. Um, is that a word? I, well, if it isn't, I just fucking know it. Love it. it. Um, they're I look, like it. they're yeah. They they bounce off each other a lot more than farmers, and they are easier to stop. But I think that's because not everyone has played them enough to realise what bounces them back into it after they've been taken out. If that makes sense. So. Ox dies in during his legendary turn. What happens next is when he comes back on, you start to snowball again. Well, if Alloy dies, Alloy dies, Alloy Alloy dies out of position. How do you then come back on as a blacksmith? Do you then try and fight it back from the other side? No, he's just, fine. He's fucking. There's just so much. Really that, like I'll swinging. come back on wherever the ball is and I'll get it and score. Yeah, yeah. or kick it off the pitch. And I think it's too <laughs> early to tell. That was such a funny moment, and I'm so glad you did it because I said this will be really funny, and then you did it. Kicked kick it off, off the pitch off for the, the win. It, you know, realise like the other ninety percent of the time that that went horrible. No, I looked at it was thirty three percent. Was it fuck? Yeah, thirty three percent in my favour. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It was not. It was yeah. not. It was less than that. Either um, way, it worked. And I, I, I think it's too early to tell if the rat catchers are going to be sort of a little bit more subject to that power creep. My instinct is they aren't. My instinct is that mm. I think yes, Piper can do some nutcase crap. Scourge can put out a lot of hurt, but overall, I don't think they're going to be off off no. the power curve. I, I personally think on paper they are as pushed as every. Like I think they are pushed. Do you? Okay. Rat catchers pushed because of if the other person hasn't learnt them as good as I have, <laughs> they're fucked. They, there's that there's that knowledge of it. Look how bad farmers were um, when people first came out when they were like, I'll just play into them like I'm going to play anyone else into them. And they tried to grind out Grange. Mm. And good then they were like, oh, cool, I'm tack two. Uh, no, no. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you're trying to deal with. Big you guys against rat catchers, you're like, oh, I'm just going to heal the... Can't get up. Yeah, I've just given. Oh, I'm gonna use my. I'm gonna use all three momentum, but then you get one. No, it's like I'm gonna momentum. I can't. I'm just gonna. Oh, oh. I'm. Oh. And then I'm gonna go. Your choice. Uh, and then they're gonna. There's gonna be so much more that people are gonna need to think about. Farmers are a lot more trivial. I think they're very high pushed. They they rely. It's the lack of interaction that Thresher gives, I think. They re, well, I would say the Brains reason that farmers up. are. In my 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 eyes bad was they because of the the low def low armor, i.e. none. Yeah, th- you were allowed to do what you wanted to the farmers, mm. but they had a lot of outs to get out of that. And they didn't. Yeah, they didn't often care. With the introduction of Tater and uh, Thresher, they then basically negated themselves because what was easy going forward. I remember playing against Grange and not worrying because I would knock him down and double push, double push, double push, exactly where I wanted him to be. And then he would be tacked too, and I would laugh in his face. Like that's how I dealt with mm. Grange. Thresher came onto the scene, and I was like, "Balls! I can't knock him down. I can't push him anywhere. I can't really do anything without him reacting." So, hmm. Then you've got to like do other things against him, which we'll touch on shortly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think overall we think farmers probably a bit pushed. Blacksmiths but aren't pushed. Rat catchers. This might is an age-old question. And it's a good question, definitely. But the fact is, is power creep real? I mean, G-Dubs take it as their mantra because of the whole you have to make people want more things. I personally think new teams are harder to play against because you don't know them yet. I do think Farmers were felt. Maybe I'm just shit, but I just felt Thursday was too good, but we'll see. Blacksmiths, I don't feel are overpowered. No. But when I'm playing them, a couple of moves are cheating. I'm but looking at any kill can have moments like that. Sharks activations are exactly like that. Yeah. So is power creep real? Yes. Is it with this? Maybe. But the thing I don't is, think it's because, because Steamforged are good at erratas, 
Well, let's see. Well, Barry, you've mentioned erratas, and I think what we're going to discuss next is the farmer's errata, which dropped as of today. Today being Monday, 5th of March, 2018, at 12 GMT. <laughs> oh, we have time travel problems. <laughs> um, you know, they're good at erratas, and this is it. We've got the we've got the errata changes to Thresher, Millstone, and Tater. Um, if I'm if I'm honest, they were hit a little harder than I thought they were going to. Be. Agreed. But uh, I don't think I, I don't think in any way it makes any of them bad. Um, it, it's sort of it, it solves not problems. I think Tate, Thresher mainly had a little too much going for him, but it was his interactions mainly with Millstone mm. and Tater. They were the power three. That four inch now now it's four inch instead of six inch. Well, let's go through the changes, what? Barry. Please do, Matthew. Step by step. Uh, so Thresher. He's increased his playbook length from six to seven columns, so he doesn't wrap naturally anymore. He's now his playbook matches his tack. His momentous four damage result has been moved to the seventh column from the sixth. The two damage and knockdown result on the fourth column has been removed. That's yep. gone, and that was a powerful result. Mm. Um, the momentous knockdown on the third column has gained a single dodge. So that's his playbook changes. His character traits, Scything March, is now completely different. So it used to be, whenever he knocks someone down, he can dodge. Hmm. Now, it's he gains a three-inch melee zone by removing a harvest marker during his activation, which is presumably going to be within two or four inches, something like that. Probably he tears it up, gets a three-inch. Extended reach has been removed because of the aforementioned signing march. Crow scarer's range has been reduced from four to two inches, which I believe is the poised. Yeah, that's the poised. Yeah. So crow, crow scarer used to be within, your, within four of a harvest marker, you get poised, now it's within two inches. Uh, his character plays, Don't Fear the, has had its range removed, reduced rather, from four inches to two inches. And that is Terrible Harvest Marker to do three damage to everyone in your melee zone. So the, the key here is that he has to remove Harvest Markers to do his cool shit. Mm. It used to be they were still on the field for them to tear up at the end of the turn at the farmers player and get more influence. And I always the, thought um, that was a bit egregious. Don't Fear there was still tear up. So that hasn't changed. Yes, but the fact that now he has to tear one up to get his three inch... And he has to be closer to any harvest marker he wants to yeah. use is more important. So it makes Jack very good for throwing harvest markers yeah. upfield. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? They're going to have to be on point with their harvest marker placement. Where so before yes. they could be slapdash. Exactly. Me and Dom spoke about this massively after our our game. That what we thought was the issues with Thresher, and basically what we spoke about on the Masters is this. Yeah. Inadvertently, so we were like, "What was really strong with Thresher in this game?" The biggest things that I found is, as we go down and we discuss Millstone shortly, um, the two big things I found for uh, Thresher wasn't the fact he had this three-inch melee. I didn't find that as a big issue because he can still he can still achieve this anyway, but that wasn't a big, big hoo-ha of mine. Mine was the how close he had to be to the poised markers yeah. and how close he had to be to Millstone. I just felt it was too easy to be within those markers. He just happened to be there anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, cool. I've charged the fucking pitch and I'm within three of you. I'm still within six of Harrow. Uh, not Harrow, sorry. Millstone. Six of Millstone and I'm still within four of this. I, I felt it was too... Easy. Yeah, but but not not easy because Dom played it fantastically. But, oh, I'm not taking it away from him. But sure. I'm saying that to play it now with these changes, more it will be impressive and therefore will take longer and people will have to actively think about what they're doing. It will require more skill to pull that yeah. off. Now, as a player against this, if you're still losing against this and you're not using one of your characters to sprint and t- surf up the harvest markers, you're doing it wrong. 
Dur- Dirge has a very significant po- plan now huh. in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a Mortician's game where he just flaps around the field tearing That's up. how I was using Mist actually as well, yeah. Yeah, it's fair enough. Guess what Nimble Velocity was doing. <laughs> so, go, just continuing on. So, Millstone used to be probably the best non-captain model in the game, I think, considering what she had going for her. Um, I think she's still really good, but she's had some 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 hits as well. Her armor has been reduced from two to one. Her influence has been reduced from a three three to a two three. Yeah. Ooh. Her character traits, her take one for the team aura, have been reduced from six inches to four inches. That's the kicker. I think, if I'm honest, I was surprised that she got both armor and influence reductions. The aura inf- uh, reduction, rather, I think we all thought would be the case yeah, where, that, if there ever was an errata. Yeah, it felt like, like a six it was needed. Is big. Yeah. Whenever there's a six-inch aura on the field, it's huge. That's a big bubble. That is what she said. Nice. The, the aura is a necessity um, to be dragged down. The others... Mm. She was, what, a 3-2? She was a 3-2 with 17 boxes. That is resilient. If you want to kill someone, you kill them. Like, it's not... Um, if you're playing around that, the football team can still charge and get the results off of it that they yeah. want because it's a 3-2. The death stancing it to a 4-2 is tough, though. But when are you looking for the results for Millstone? It's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one. She still gets hit by all the character plays you want to hit from range. She still gets everything else. The 2-1, the two to a one, I don't really see that much of a problem. The influence, I think it's a bit harsh considering all of the changes with the harvest markers, but... I think that's just because I'm being nice and they've got a lot of nerfs. She still has a free plant. She's still the free plant planter. Yeah, no, she doesn't no, no. have any conditions on her plant like Grange does. That is So she's still kind of generating that third one eventually anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I mean, none, neither of us are farmers no. players. I'd be really interested to know what someone like Dom, well, can listen to Strictly the Worst and see what Mr. Alex Potts, because he's like Mr. Farmer. Really yeah. interested to see what those guys have to say. I think we'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on this yeah, as well. Definitely. I mean, I'm sure when when you know this has been uh, well, we, yeah, when this is dropped on Monday, which is two, a couple of days from now, there's going to be a lot of discussion. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. But, but we, we'd like if you want to send us an email, that'd be great because we'd really like some uh, some sort of feedback from you guys that we can discuss. But it's someone like me, because I'm a dick, it's very easy for me to just go. Well, this is exactly what was required. Because I ain't playing it. I'm. I don't care. Like I'm not playing farmers. I. I didn't like playing against them. John and Dan are always saying just get good. Yeah. And I'm trying. I can always get my two goals, and I couldn't get that third one. And now I feel it will be a little bit easier. Cool. So I'm being a dick about it. I've only played yeah. two games against Thrasher in a competitive environment at the moment. One to Ballista, one to Pinwise. I've won both. Hmm. Me and Dan have theoried, but. Uh, Thresher a lot, but we've chatted about it and we've said what we think, um, what we think, what could happen. This was way before they were talking about errataing stuff and what sure. we thought was fair and what we thought was important. So, if you apply all of those um, changes, because we haven't read out the Tater one yet, which no. I think is massive. Yeah. The you apply them to Dom's game and me and him had on Sunday. I think Dom would have struggled so much more. Right. I had to use plot cards to stop Tater being an absolute machine. I had to... As in Brace for Impact? Yep. So Brace for... Uh, he charged Locust with Tater. And the Brace for Impact stopped the wrap for the damage to get the... Is it Mowdown? Yeah. I can't um, remember. You're, so he did, I'm guessing, a knockdown of his wrapping to the momentous one to do the uh, siding charge or whatever yeah. it's called. But so defensive stancing meant he couldn't get the siding charge, couldn't do it and all that. So that was big. Now the fact he's ripping Sweet up... Charge. like. 
harvest markers and stuff. It's just so much. There's just so much more. There was times we were at, actually measuring if Thresher was in six and actually measuring if Thresher was in four of the harvest marker to see if he was poised within six to see if he had the knockdown conditions. Don played it really well where he was within six, but drop it down to four, he fucking wasn't in four. Mm. Drop it down to two and he wasn't in two of the harvest marker. Pulling That then allows me to have so much more interaction with Thresher. And the rest of the team. Yeah. yeah. The, the issue of... I mean, if you do the numbers of where, where things are, uh, lo- like logically, of for the chain of events where you are now, where Thresher is three inches away from the person that they are hitting because I'm hitting you in the face at three inches. Great. Mm. That's three inches to the model. Out the back of Thresher, the model is uh, over an inch wide, so it's a four-inch gap. Millstone is then six inches away from Thresher. So that's ten inches away from my effective model. Mm. Yeah. What model can interact with Millstone to stop that ore at that point? Or the rest of the team has got to try and get round... <laughs> the effective three-inch bubble that is Thresher to get round to that millstone. It's, it's fucking tough. Yeah. Like, it's really hard. Where now, if you've got to pay extra to be that three inches, if you're then only four away, it starts to get really, really tough. Or it's only one turn away from doing it. Whereas before, the farmers were effectively two turns away because you had to deal with Thresher. Then the next turn was getting to millstone instead of being into millstone. Mm. Yeah. There, there, there was that as a big thing. Well, so Tater's, Tater's changes, uh, as, as John alluded to, so Fork Off, which is his counter charge, I think. Um, I can't remember the names of all those things. We now forces Tater to have to remove a harvest marker in order to your in order to use his counter charge. So it means you can't be leaving those harvest markers all over the place for, to tear up later yeah. if you're rising off them. And it means he can't counter charge one turn. You can't then leave that harvest marker there if he's still within four inches of it, and he can have it again next turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sweeping charge now only triggers when Tater makes an activation. Uh, makes a charge during his activation. Yep. So you don't on the counter charge get the extra damage out. Yep. Which, which is, is fair. Which is big. And then there's a weird. I've, I got hurt by that fucking bad. Yep. yep. There's a weird little extra mentioned here, which is Fisher, Fisherman's Guild extra card. Avarice and greed can no longer play for the Fisherman's Guild. That's going to make Corsair players a little bit upset in some cases. Which I does wonder. Connor, does Connor? He likes the AMG in with. Corsair, doesn't he? I don't know. Every time I play uh, Connery, he's always played Shark into me. Oh, really? He's always played Corsair. When I've seen him, he's played Corsair. He's played Shark into me. He and I had like a great game. It was the worst game I've ever had. It was great because it's him and it was nice. Yeah, but just, nice. <laughs> just the interaction of it was awful. But um, So farmers, what are we thinking? I think on the whole, as John said, my, my thoughts are this means that the farmers player just has to be a bit more careful and a bit have a bit more planning into where the harvest markers are going to go and probably where the players are going to end up their uh, thresher now is potentially a little bit, little bit more interactable which is big because i don't think his big thing was actually kill... interactive but sure yes interactive you're right his big thing before wasn't that he could go and kill one or two players in, a, in an activation because lots of players can do that um you know you can have you can have an ox legendary he might get two people you can have you always uh, get vet, two with your three. you can have vet rage can go and kill two people if he's lucky or if he pops his legendaries and everything as well the point is he now has to work a bit harder to do that and if he's off on his own killing those two people he's not in the millstone aura yes and he i mean he's st- he's still good but it costs still good. harvest markers to get good. exactly i think um millstone Probably you probably could have just reduced her aura and she'd have still been very very good, but not amazing, not off the charts. The other things have probably hit her a little bit more than I was expecting. I would have expected just the armor or just the influence reduction. Mm. Fair enough. It's in, it's interesting. She's like, still the, great. 
Oh, absolutely. But the the armor now she's going to be closer to the fight. Yeah, that'll she's, be interesting. She's a she's a kill now. You can actually kill her. Mm. Well, I, I I personally think that they were hit too hard, but I think that was because of the complaints. I yeah, honestly think yeah. I, I I'm really sad that the errata has come out and is. It's going to sound really silly, but that it's only farmers. That fish, it don't get angry. I don't care. That's oh no, that's, that's just that, a little tackle. That's, that's, that's nothing. But <laughs> I'm sad that it's only farmers. I'd have liked to have seen maybe a blacksmith tweak. I don't know what, but they. Oh, no, please don't touch blacksmith. No, no, Leave but this alone. Is, but this, this is They've what I mean. been forged. Stop hitting the metal. No, no, but <laughs> I would have liked to have seen like a tweak where they where they're conceding that this is this. because no one's discussed anything and the whole of the community is piss moaning about Thresher. This has happened. It's personally. It's reactionary. This is what I think. But it would have been nice to have seen a tweak here, a tweak there, or something else, because otherwise, which I bet when this goes out as well, the whole discussion is going to be about this and whether or not it was a knee-jerk reaction to the community. community. Was this just... Which which is sad. We fucked up. I think the good farmers players aren't going to be worried about this. No. Good players are good players. And the only thing they're going to have is the... The one thing that I felt the farmers um, had over every other team is... They were, how many was Thresher? He had 13 influence on that team. He had 13 starting influence on yeah, that team. Yeah, so Millstone will now drop it down to 12. When they were at 13, they were effectively 16 because after their first turn, harvest. they were ripping up harvest markers like it was going out of fashion. And so therefore, with that many influence, you had that many momentum because of the generation of it, blah, 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 blah. You were just doing well. Now, you're going to not have the effectiveness of the um, healing as much as you want to heal and clearing everything that you want to clear to be able to do the things you need to do, yes. which is fine by me. Um, I think the influence the influence and the tater would have been enough. Uh, influence hit, tater hit, and millstone aura hit would have been enough. I don't think anything else was really necessary. I, I personally think the removal of the harvest marker... Yeah, that's what I mean by influence hit. Because oh, it, it removes um, it removes ongoing influence from the game. Cause that's the up. biggest thing. Yeah, that I'm happy about. It's removing the harvest markers to do your cool shit and also you have to be more careful about where you place those harvest markers. Mm. Like I said, now Jackstraw, even better. I mean, Jackstraw was always great, but he's he even better now for being for, okay, that's where Ta- Thresher or Tater are going to end up chucking harvest markers over there so they can do their shit when they go. Uh, I suppose interestingly, if you can get good, then it's you can start planning more where they're going to put the models. It's like, right, that's where you put the harvest markers. Before, there was such a wide range, you weren't really sure what where they might go. Yeah. You've got a bit of a better idea of where they're going to go. Well, the way that you used to think of it, like the way that I, I used to think of it was, if there was a harvest marker in the middle of the Guild Ball Circle, Thresher could have been, I think it was anywhere within... Anywhere within that guild ball circle, nearly hitting everyone on the back line and being poised range. Mm. Yeah. There was a, there was there was lots of ranges where if you just imagine the table <laughs> and put, put Thresher down on a place, you could effectively put a harvest marker outside of threat range of the enemy team, inside poised range of Thresher, and inside range of counter charge from Tater. Can be you just on the go other side of the circle. Yeah, you're like mm, this is getting a bit good, guys. Mm. I mean, so in answer to the power creep question. Does that mean, if we've had this errata, and it's a nerf, does that mean that mm. Steamforged accept that there was some power creep? I don't think so. I think it's react. I think it's reactive as opposed to um, proactive power, power creep. Yeah. Okay. I 
I think they needed some changes, but I think there are also other models that could change. Grange is still freaking amazing. I think this has it's made Grange go the other way. As in Grange will be now with the primary choice. Mm. I think they're both amazing captains. They're I think both, they are as well. They've both got you've you've got very good utility on both. But I think Thresher's eight inch kick just leans him still in the mm, victory. Love that kick. The six inch activations with him are properly good. Yeah. They, six so, inch, six, six, six point, point activation. Grange is still um, Grange is still amazing, but that eight inch kick just yeah. is insane. Eight yeah. inch kick with a three inch melee just means that if you place that ball incorrectly, I'm going to score a goal and really annoy you. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, guys. I think we've we've yeah. sort of. That's it's not. It doesn't have to be a long thing, but I think we've summarised. What we I mean, yeah, there's going to be so time. much chat about this. It's there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of tilt, and there's going to be a lot of people going, "Yay, ding dong, the witch is dead!" And there's also <laughs> going to be a lot of farmers players going, "What the fuck? We didn't need to be hit this hard." Yeah. Well, we'll see. The only actual thing, last thing to talk about. Oh yeah. Completely off the schedule that we didn't even write down, is the announcement of the WTC teams should be coming up. Oh. Right. Oh, probably be this week. Oh, and you were, so you me, and, me and Dan, it. me and Dan both applied to be captains. Didn't get it. <laughs> so we did tick the box of if I didn't get a captain, will I get a player? So we both ticked that. So now we're waiting on the committee's decision of the players. Oh, well, good luck. Which would be interesting. Fingers crossed we both get it because we've both got great banner. So why wouldn't we? Um, <laughs> hashtag bring the bants. John, John, John. I, I kind of put it on my application, so it's kind of got to be right. What, up. you put hashtag bring the bants? Yeah. He did say he brings the bants. Brilliant. Hey, this guy. So... I would like to say thank you so much for everyone who's been downloading and listening. Thank you so much for everyone that's interacted on our page and the Gubs page and given us questions. That's really so great. Many questions. We're like 30 comments. I know, right? It's great. I would also like to say at the end of last episode, I did put out a desperate plea for people to email us. Oh, yeah, you want mail. That's one. And guess what, guys? We got one email. <laughs> and it was from Andy at the Spartans. Oh, was it was it Andy? Yep, okay. it was Andy at Spartans, and uh, he was suggesting then I think it was the name of your uh, flat in as this is Game, Kindle's Gaming Emporium. He <laughs> I was, love it. He was suggesting the name of your flat. I'm not going to say it because I think I think it would be fun to run a competition. I like it. What for naming my flat? Yeah, like if the, this the is the Gaming, gaming, the gaming Emporium, area of your flat. What is John Parrish's place called? Okay, so his just, is the first entry. I think mine was just going to be called the Matt Cave. I know it's kind of obvious and simple. I mean, you don't like it. I'm not loving it. Okay, but I'm not gonna. Well, let's. I don't know. We need to figure out one for John. Yeah, John's got a problem. So, game if you've got an idea for John's flat, <laughs> no, stop <laughs> farting for the love of God. <laughs> that's not. I mean, oh, mate, that sewage. <laughs> oh. Oh, that one came out with his boots on. I don't know what to say. Hashtag oh. content. Um, oh, no, you're cutting uh, with a knife so, and fork. No, I'm leaving that in, John. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> so, please, if you would like to email us, email us at rollbetterpodcast. Oh, at I can taste it in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If you would like to email us at Rollbetterpodcast 
gmail.com. Like fucking like Please email do. address or something. Like, trying to like smooth the air around me. It's uh, rough in here. We need a fan. <laughs> oh, guys. Um, fucking stop, stop fucking pushing it my way, you can. Right. Um, Back right. on track. Seriously. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, please do continue to download. Uh, send us emails. Um, comment on the Facebook page. Anything. Just stay in touch. We love some interactivity with the uh, community. And if anyone enjoyed my post-music uh, recipe, please do let me know. I know Sam Page did. And he messaged me privately and we chatted about it. I'm hoping friend of the show, Sam Page, has indeed made some gnocchi with mascarpone sauce. And as always, please do roll better. There we go. I need to fart. Safety. Uh, dear listeners, that was I'm John take a break. farting and Matthew farting. No, no, he farted and I answered. That's different. <laughs>